Hello, world. Today's guest on the podcast is Marty Ray of the Marty Ray Project. He's a musician, singer, and songwriter based in Memphis. He is just an all-around funny motherfucker and super talented dude. He, uh, his YouTube channel, he's got these remakes. Uh, he makes these insanely good music videos with his, uh, with his uh, video producer who has actually made a guest appearance towards the end of the podcast. And they have trillions of views. You can see him on his YouTube channel, Marty Ray Project. Anyways, this was a super fun conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. Please welcome Marty Ray. I like it. I like your setup. I do too. Marty was somebody. Uh, somebody was on here the other day because I, I don't know anything about audio, but somebody was on here. Is like, oh man, I got the SM7Bs or whatever. I'm like, what's that? Is that a camera? And he was like talking to me, and he was like looking at me like you're looking at me a minute ago. Like, how the fuck do you not know what an SM7B is? It's the name of this microphone, right? And I was like, I don't know. I just order what everyone else uses on fucking YouTube. You looked at you looked at Joe Rogan and yeah, this is what everyone uses, right? Well, not everyone. I don't, but. I you wish. probably have way better microphones. No, 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 no. I don't. I, I use a uh, Aston Origin. Uh, I like those. I like those. But these these are like really the best mic for this situation. <laughs> yeah, these are super crispy mics. I love them. Yeah, and they're not that expensive. They're like three hundred bucks. Or something yeah, they're like that. not too bad. That's about what mine cost. It's about the same thing. But there's microphones online that are like thousands of dollars. That's mm-hmm. foolish. Have you seen the one Drake uses? No. I saw uh, an Instagram post that showed, like, Drake's microphone that he has in his home recording studio, and it's supposed to be, like, $60,000 mic or something. Probably a Neumann. Yeah. You and think? It probably cooks you breakfast and makes your coffee. Like, what or... kind of mic? Can you tell that a mic is singing $60,000? Like, does it really make that much of a difference? Probably not, but singing, I can see you paying more money than just speaking. Yeah. Because speaking, you can right. really use anything. Look at the podcasts that are out here. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're they're all making making content, and it's and it's good content. And because people people aren't as judgy if it's just me talking or you talking, right? Right. As right. they are if I'm singing, right? You know what I'm saying. And if people are playing music, I'm sure they got way better sound system setups than they do if they're listening to a podcast on their iPhone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. So. All right, cool. Well, let's uh, let's like officially start this thing. So, Marty, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and a little bit about your background um, for people that don't know already. Well, I'm just a man that God put here to sing and write songs, and some people like them and some people don't. The ones that don't, I still love them, and I've been doing it. I've been, I came out of the womb singing. You know, when the doctor pulled me out, I was singing. Were you really? It was a weird situation. Yeah. You believe that? What song were you singing? I think I Hank was. Williams? I think so. I think it was Hank Williams. There's a tear in my beard. No. <laughs> no. Tear in your beard? In my beard. In your beard, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. I had a beard when I was a baby. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Can you tell? I believe it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. You got a solid <laughs> he, beard. He thinks I'm serious about everything yeah. I say. He don't know me yet. <laughs> He's like, man, this guy's had a life. <laughs> this is a crazy life this guy's had. Yeah, and Michael Jackson recorded on these mics that we're this using. This exact mic. That's insane, man. B&H took it. You bought it. That's crazy. He, but he really did record on SM7. No, I'm, I'm just a singer, and I I started uh, uh, writing songs when I was 12 years old. Went through... A phase where I, the people I looked up to in music, in my family, they said I couldn't sing and stuff like that. So, kind of held me back for a long time, and it was it was on purpose though. It was meant to be. So then, fast forward to to my twenties, and I had discovered a 
a little app called GarageBand. You ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. I used a lot of GarageBand before. <laughs> yeah. So GarageBand came along with a, about 2005 on, a, on an Apple MacBook, first one I ever had. Started recording myself. I said, I think this does sound pretty good to me. I don't, I don't know why they're saying that. So then I just made a video, put it out there for the world to see, and a lot of people seem to like it. About thirty thousand views on that video, and I thought, man, I'm famous now. <laughs> I'm on my way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, little did I know, I really wasn't famous. <clears throat> but <clears throat> at that point, I thought this might be something. That kind of sparked it, you know, because then people were calling. I was a tow truck driver and a mechanic working for my dad. Now, I know you can't look. I know you look at me and you think he must have came from a law family, right? <laughs> no, tow truck driver. I thought that nails it pretty well, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, most people don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's uh, so I was getting phone calls at my dad's shop and they were like, hey, man, I love that song. When are you going to make an album? And I was like, I don't know. That's a good idea. I really should make an album. If if you would buy it, I'll make it. Yeah. And these people were like, "Yeah, we'll buy it." And I was like, oh, "Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm about to be rich." And uh, so I ended up CJ Wilder here, who's sitting next to me. Yeah. We went to high school together. Okay. And he took way before I took the leap into music. He was brave enough because he had a he had a father that was very supportive. My dad was supportive, but he was like. If you're going to make a living in this world, it's going to be with these hands. It ain't going to be with his mind. Mm, you know what I mean? He, right. he, he's like, that That could be a dream. That could be something to hold on to in your head, but it's a pipe dream. You know what I mean? Mm. You ain't really going to ever. That, that's And then even if he would kind of give a little bit and say, I'd say, no, Dad, I'm going to be I'm gonna be a star. You know, I'm gonna be on top of the world. He's like, well, you know, I'll be dead before that happens if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, golly, man. Get, at least he gave me an inch. But CJ had a dad that told him, like, CJ went to college, right? And then tell, tell him what you did I, quickly. I just I, – I was lucky to have supportive parents. I, you know, had a little bit of the real world and uh, realized that music was all that I wanted to do and felt like that's why I was here. So when I said, Dad, I want to go to Nashville, he like, go for it. I mean, you got nothing, nothing – yeah, didn't you say? He, I think he went to his dad. He was like, "Dad, I don't, I don't like college. I want to play music, like kind of like Mark Wahlberg is. Like, I want to, I want to dance. Mm. Remember that, Mark Wahlberg and uh, the other guys." Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You ever seen the other guys? It's been a long time. I don't really. Yeah, one of the other guys, he's a, he secretly loves to ballet dance. 
in that movie. Mm-hmm. So at the end, right. he's like, I just want to dance. Okay, yeah, yeah. And like a bird, whatever. CJ was that guy, <laughs> well, but with music. He right. went to his dad. Where I, if I would have went to my dad out of college, and I said, I'm dropping out of college, daddy. I, I, ain't, I, can't, I gotta go do music. He'd be like, no, you're not. I'm gonna beat you if that's if that happens. Yeah. On, on the other hand, his dad was like, "If you ain't happy, then you better get after get to Nashville and get after the music." You know. And he said, "Because if you're if you're doing what you love, you'll never work a day never in your work. life." That's awesome. That's man. what he said. So then, his dad ended up supporting me. You know, later on. Really? Yeah. So like, his dad became my biggest fan before I had any fans, before CJ was even a fan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? CJ hated my music. Oh, His dad loved it. Oh, I couldn't stand it. <laughs> wow. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> no, but I told that because he kind of inspired me. Because what, what age were you, 18? When I came to Nashville, I was 21. 21 years old, and he just took the leap. Where most people in Blyville, they don't they don't take the leap. They're, we're kind of trained and taught to dream within our city limits. So there's a, there's a steel mill there called Nucor Steel. And... That's kind of what you're trained to say. Oh, you get a job here. Mm. That's how you're going to make a living. That's because it's a good job, hundred thousand right. plus a year. But is that is that kind of how you remember growing up? Exactly. Yeah. So even even in like high school, you're kind of everybody's kind of molded to think, hey, you got this. You got this industry out here. So that's what you get. You get you a degree that that helps you get a job out there. And helps you go up the ranks. You're not really taught, hey, you're good at music, you're good at art, you're good at speaking, you're good at this or that. You need to go after that. No matter mm-hmm. what it takes, you go after that. Not really taught that in Gosling, are you? Back then, we weren't. A cool thing about going back is seeing a lot of people that I, I used to see before, and you can tell there's a giant appreciation. Of course, COVID has changed everything. Everybody's starving for entertainment and starving for, you know, an outlet. But, uh, yeah, back then it was... That was the that was the thing. Newcore, Maverick, yeah. several steel mills right on the Mississippi River. So that's the goal. Get out there, get a good job, provide for your family, mm. start your family. And uh coming to Nashville, you know, put me on a different path and then uh I was doing this uh jam session at the fiddle and steel uh guitar bar in Printer's Alley and Marty said, Hey, I'm gonna come up I'm gonna come no, up and sing. That how that happened. I posted that video, that that first video I said I made, and his dad clearly had to send it to him or something because we weren't even friends on Facebook at the time. Okay. Because he was he was uh, he's younger than me, so he knew me in high school, but I didn't really know him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was like a, a child to me. Like how you're like what two years, three years behind me? Yeah. So, but his dad took a liking to my. My mute, my my sound, my voice immediately, and I believe I don't I don't know this, but I know I believe his dad sent that to me because I got a message, or his dad sent that to him. I got a message from CJ. He said, "Hey man, love that uh, speckled bird you did. We do a jam session at Fiddle and Steel. You should come up and sing a couple sometime." And at this point, I had never sang a song in my life in front of people, except for my friends, you know, like playing around or whatever, and uh, terrified, terrified. But I said. Look, if he did it, if he if he actually packed up, left, and went after this music thing, then maybe I can too, you know. And so, because he was doing, he, he's he's done big things. I don't know if you're into country music, but he he's done things with Toby Keith. He was on tour with Toby Keith's daughter, and they were on tour together and wrote songs with some really incredible people. But 
Um, when I came up there, I walk in and and CJ goes, "Hey, man!" He gives you a hug, you know. And I, he says, "What do you want to do?" And I'm like, "Y'all know Simple Man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know Simple Man, you know Simple Man? No, you don't know Leonard Skinner? Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple, yes, 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 yes. I know. Kind of man. So I go in there. Of course, they know this, right? They know this freaking song. Everybody knows this song, especially if you're playing bars. Right, right, right. You know this song? Yep. And I'm walking in there like I've been here before, you know. Like, I I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm like, yeah, y'all know Simple Man? He's like, yeah, yeah, we'll know that one. And then I was like, what else What else you want me to say? <laughs> you know, <laughs> terrified, like a little child, but on the outside, had this big, you couldn't tell, could you? No, he pulled it off well, man. I was like, <laughs> really? I was like, dang, Marty Ray coming over here. <laughs> you know, I, uh, we got to stick together, being from the same place, you know. So it was, it was awesome to 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 reconnect because, yeah, I did know him as in high school, and uh, he actually almost beat up one beat up me and my and, and my friends <laughs> one time at a party. You don't remember that? He almost beat you up. Almost, I don't remember that. Almost, we were we were fast talkers and, and fast runners. <laughs> oh shit! So we got out of there. We got out of there. But uh, yeah, it's uh, Nashville is an amazing place for cultivating relationships and and you know that this was just another one that yeah you know nashville was the field and 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 he was fertilizing his his thing it was so cool to watch all these viral videos just pop up you know uh and kind of take over the internet mm. it was it was really really cool it's still happening yeah it's really neat still happening yeah it's just like i live video to video right now really so, so what happened is after that video it sounds like somebody has a fucking generator right outside the window I love generators. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what happened was after I did that, I started making videos regularly. I said, I'm going to start being consistent here and try to not be a tow truck driver. So I wrote a song called Tow Truck Driver, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> the first album I made was called Tow Truck Driver. And I had four songs, and I said, I'm going to go after this. I'm going to go after this thing full force. We'll, we'll see what God does with it. Cause it's up to him, and it still is to this day. So, I get these four songs together. I I get the last three thousand dollars I got in my bank account. I think it was, and I get with CJ. I say, "Hey, I want to record some songs." And he can he, he he puts everything together. I borrow my uncle's van. I sleep in the back of the van as I when I drive down there. I'm on a parking lot, right? I sleep in the back of the van before the day we record. And then uh, CJ meets me for breakfast at the place I was sleeping in the parking lot. He's like, where you at? I'm like, I'm over here at uh, Mama J's breakfast place. He goes, oh, yeah, I'll come over there. And I'm like, all right, I'm here. <laughs> and then when we're in there, I was like, man, it had been nice to be able to sleep in a bed or something last night. <laughs> and uh, he wouldn't let me. He, would, he said, you can't sleep in my house. Isn't that something? What a dick. He really is. I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to say that. shit, man. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's why I brought him here. Now you can leave. All right. <laughs> now you can leave. <laughs> so no, but uh, I really did sleep in the van, and we went in there, and uh, that was another time when I was terrified because I'd never been in the studio, but I didn't show it. Like I, I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure these people know that I'm gonna get these songs done the way I want them done. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, but I, like you he might did too, and you he might did. not even know to this day that I was actually terrified. No, that I. I mean, you can always tell there's a little bit of jitters, but it didn't take long. You know, he's a natural. I mean, mm. it's 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 not hard to do what you do. The hard part is capturing it and making it, yeah. you know, making it what something you can make money on or, or use and market. 
the the talent was there. It was like you were you were already doing, you know, you're already yeah. doing big things. It's just the talent's well, there. It's just like uh, incorporating the discipline is the hard part. Mm-hmm. That is the hardest part. Like you're right because the people there's many people some of the most talented people in the world you'll never hear from them or see from them mm-hmm. because they're waiting tables right. or they're doing whatever they gave up. You know, the only difference in successful people and unsuccessful people is the ones that didn't give up. If you read any biography, you watch any biopic, you're going to see the only di- we they all had a, the same struggles. They might not be the same, but they all had the same moments, those same yeah. ticks to check off, right? And it was the ones that kept on going even though they got hard that made it. Right, sitting down, you're actually doing the work. Like That's right. You can't, you, you can't just make it to the promised land by having God-given talent. You have to fucking grind and that's put right. in the work every day and make it a job. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's And that's what I set out to do. I said, look, if you put me here to sing, if you gave me this talent, then you honor the effort. I'll put forth the effort, and you honor it. And if you honor it, then I know this was what you put me here to do. So there was many times. So I took this album. I had no fans at all. This is a crazy story. I told this the other day. We we this this whole thing. I came down here just to do this podcast. This whole thing turned into this big media tour. I've been singing for three days straight. Right, that's when my voice is gone. And I was sitting there. I told them on the way over. I said I came down here just to do his podcast, and I can't hardly sing. So I can't even sing on his podcast. And I came down here just to be on your podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, it turned into everything else. We we did an event when we first got here. I've had, I've had hardly any sleep. We did an event. We got here, sang at this little private entrepreneur group thing. Then uh, the next morning, we was on Mike Calta's show. Were you really? Yeah, and then and then we did the show last night, which was almost three hours long. This show's way bigger than this show. So you, you did I it told right. him about your show, and he followed you. Oh, really? Yeah, he said oh. I should know about this show. I said, Yeah, you should. Know oh, about that's this. awesome. So he's probably going. I know. I, he said he was going to follow you, so I think he did. Anyway, uh, you're welcome. By the way. Thank you. Know, you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't owe me nothing. The uh, what ended up happening after that album? Nothing. That's what happened after that album. Nothing, no. That absolutely. No, no. This is true. Listen, nothing happened. Like I thought when I made this album. Now I'm about to be rich. Like I'm about to get Grammys. This because you know what's funny. <laughs> we were in the studio the first time. Right. I, yeah. I did a, I, the first song we recorded was Country Man. Um, I'm a country man. Right. And uh, that's kind of how it goes. It's that kind of thing. But it sounds better when my voice isn't destroyed. <laughs> um, and as we're doing it, what's his, what was his name, Sean? Mm-hmm. The engineer. I don't know if he says this to everybody, but it made me feel good at the time. He goes, this is a Grammy, everybody. And I'm going, oh, remember that? Mm-hmm. He probably said that to everybody that came in. <laughs> this is a Grammy. <laughs> this is a great song. This is a great one. Probably makes you feel great. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, he did. They got me winning Grammys already. So, you know, you leave there with this album. You're thinking, this is this is hot. This is fire. This thing's flames. I can't even hold it. So then I go, I'm going, I'm taking this thing to every every famous person, every famous artist that I can get in contact with, however I can do it through whatever meet and greets I buy or whatever I can do. I'm handing this album to them. And I'm thinking, I'm gonna, this is how I'm going to make it. This is my end. And uh, I knew, I was fortunate enough to know the the guy who booked entertainment at Gold Strike Casino. So I'm going to all these meet and greets that he's putting me involved. He's getting me involved with. It's really not good to drink carbonated beverages uh, doing radio, is it? <laughs> well, maybe it is for you because we get to hear your. You probably got some yeah. pretty, pretty impressive burps. 
Bow wow. <laughs> bow wow wow. You be yo. You be a bow wow. You be yo. You be a. Anyway, so uh, I'm heading this album out. The first person was a guy named Tracy Lawrence, which you, I, I doubt you listen to country. Do you listen to country? I don't listen to. I, oh, it's a long story. I have a friend who introduced me to uh, Hank Williams the third. So he's the only country person I listen to. Yeah, he's definitely not country. Hank three. He's not country. Well, he anymore. talks about like fuck that pop country bullshit. He might have went back to country. He's, he's but like he, he's like punk rock country. Yeah, yeah. He for a while he was like real like out there. He, yeah. he was out there. I like, love, I like I love, your place. I, my favorite quote is he's like, Kid Rock, he's a Yank. He ain't no son of Hank. He like wow. ha- he hates on Kid Rock. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah. He has a lot of really funny quotes. Like I put the I put the cunt in country. <laughs> <laughs> I put the dick in Dixie. Golly. <laughs> he sounds a lot like have you ever listened to Hank Three? Yeah. You have? There's an album that he has called uh, Straight to Hell. Yeah. It's really good. It's, I fucking it, love Hank Three. Pretty country. And then there's a, also a it's a two disc set and the second the second one is like all spooky like like a train it's like an hour-long track of a train and if you just are sitting there listening you're like you hear the train off in the distance and then all of a sudden i mean if it's on speakers and it's cranked there you go your uh house is gonna shake you know what yeah. I mean? It's like yeah. like a train is going through your yeah. house, but it's in your speakers. Yeah, sometimes I just like waking up in the morning and just fuck. If I'm up really early and like have a long drive, I'll just blast Hank Three like super loud, and it just gets me fired up. That's yeah. your Some, favorite artist, Hank Three. That's my favorite country artist. Yeah, is he is he country though? He has done everything. Well, his he dad's did. Hank Williams. I mean, yeah, he's got yeah, a, I know that. He, but I think he came out originally. He was country, but then he went to like rock. Like, it was kind of like rocky rock, thing. rockabilly. Uh, you know, it's not like it's not like let your hair down, my lifted truck, my pickup truck. It's no, but like it's not like, like but yeah, it's not like uh, country music singers. No, no, no. We've always been a real close family. That's his dad. It's not right. like that either. Yeah, right. Is He's it? got like this high pitched like fucking meth addict hillbilly voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, hang, 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 hang. <laughs> we'll listen to someone like leave. Sounds like a weed I'll, eater. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a weed eater kind of. Yeah, we'll play you some. Uh, Honky Tonk Heroes or whatever. Yeah. Get you on the... But anyways, that's my that's my extent of country. Well, Tracy Lawrence is a country singer. Okay. Um, I've heard a, of him. A pretty big one. He did a song called... Uh, um, Baby at Birmingham. Sounded just like that. <laughs> yeah. No. Have <laughs> you heard a song called... Uh, what's that big one that on the first album he did? Sticks and Stones. No, there's a bit... There's, no, he's not the first album. Anyway, he's a, he's one of the bigger acts from like the nineties mm-hmm. and maybe before that. But anyway, I hand this album to him. This is the first time that I ever thought, okay, there's something here. I hand this to him. He didn't really respond much at all. Took a picture with him, and he leaves after the show. And I hear nothing. I've still heard nothing from him. But he did at least go into his bus after that show, and he listened to that album apparently because he got back off. My buddy Neil, who's who I told you I was friends with, that booked the talent at the uh, Gold Strike. He got back off the bus real quick, and he said, "Hey Neil," he said, "Tell that kid he's got something like that." And then Neil told me that he said Tracy Lawrence got back off his bus and wanted me to tell you to keep at it. You got something. So then at this point, I'm thinking, man, I'm on my way, mm-hmm. right? So then you, that that kind of keeps you going for a little while until it don't. And then you're like, nothing. Still, there's nothing happening here. Right. Nothing happening. 
So then another show comes, and you hand your CD to somebody like, because you're down, you know, you're about to give up. This is what I'm talking about in success. You get to these places where you get down. You're like, it ain't going to happen. I thought it would happen soon. It ain't happening. I thought it would happen before here. It ain't happening, you know. And so if you'll if you'll wait a little bit and stay with it, something will come to spark you right back up, like that Tracy Lawrence thing. So then it, it, it goes like this. I was here. I was going down Tracy Lawrence. It kept me up, right? And then I came back down, and I met Charlie Daniels. You know who Charlie Daniels is, I'm sure. Yes. Devil went down to Georgia. Yep. He was looking oh, for yeah. a soda still, right? So I handed <laughs> Charlie Daniels my my album, and he signed my guitar. And very swell guy. We didn't really have an interaction that was that was like, oh man, he's gonna love. We're gonna do music together. Wasn't that? But he took he took he goes thanks thanks son. Took a picture, and then about two months later, I get a tweet at Marty Ray Project from Charlie Daniels' official Twitter, at Marty Ray Project, listen to your music, it rocks. Like that. Wow. And so at this point, you're thinking, man, this is now public. This is this is bigger than the Tracy Lawrence thing, because now Charlie Daniels went on record and said, my music rocks. Right. So then I'm thinking, now this album's about to blow up. It didn't. It still didn't do nothing. Absolutely nothing. But I'm here again. And now I'm kind of getting here. I'm, I'm, I'm living off that Charlie Daniels high. So then... Little by little, you start going, well, maybe this ain't what I'm supposed to do. And so then all of a sudden, I meet, I go to a B.B. King show, right? And you know who B.B. King oh, is. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I know Charlie, I know who Charlie Daniels is and who B.B. King is. I'm like two for five so far. You really are. We're going to keep testing you. All right. I think we're going to get better and better as we so, go. I also knew the Leonard Skinner song. I just didn't know the title. I didn't know the name of it. Right. I knew you knew that Leonard Skinner yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. You've been in a bar before. I have been in a bar before. Yeah. You look like a... You <laughs> I've, look been like a, a I've been in a few dive bars. It looks like it. I can oh, yeah. tell you, I see oh, yeah. you as a dive bar guy. Oh, total dive bar guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so BB King, I'm on the front row of BB King show, and I'm just sitting there like this. And before the show, BB comes out, and he's at this point he's already an old man, you know, in a wheelchair, but he can walk enough to sit on a chair in the middle of the stage. And he's playing his first song. Then as he as he plays, he you know the stage lights are in his eyes, and he's doing this, trying to see the people. And he goes, he goes, turn the house lights up. And they turn him up a little bit, and uh, he still can't see. He's like, let's turn him all the way up. So they turn him all the way up, and he goes, hey, there's everybody. Like that, and he starts looking around, looking around. Plays a little while. They start fading the house lights back down, you know. And as, and as they're fading them down, he, he plays another song. He goes, turn the house lights back up. And they turn him up. He goes, thank you. And he plays a couple more songs, and then they they start fading the lights back down again. And then. He stops after the next song. He goes, can we just leave the house lights on? I want to see my people like that. He didn't want to play and not see the people that he was playing for. Because you can't see. They turn these lights. This was like a theater setting mm-hmm. the, at the Gold Strike. So it's like you're in an actual theater, and there he's on stage. So they're, the, when the house lights are off and those cans are in your face, you can't see any. You can't see out there. You can't see nothing. Right. So it's essentially like you're singing to yourself. But he wanted to see everybody because he was a real king in music. And uh, so the house lights were on, and I say that because of what happens next. The reason he was able to see me jamming and, and vibing to his music. I'm sitting there doing this, you know, he's like, and I'm doing this, you know, and I'm just, 
grooving. And then he 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 goes in the middle of the show. He's got we're talking about this is a full. This is the biggest band you've ever seen. We got trumpets over <laughs> here. Got the section of trumpets. We got the the drummers, the the percussion. It's everything you could think of. Like it's not your typical blues show, right? Three you know what I mean? Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, it's up, not your know, typical blues. This is this is like actual production, you know. But so he goes, he's playing and he he's looking. <laughs> apparently, he's seeing me. I don't know because my eyes are closed and I'm just, you know, like this. And he goes, "Hold on, everybody, hold on." The trumpet like like that, and you hear the drum go, and like everybody stops and like what? No, he goes, "Hold on, everybody, hold on." He looks he looks right at me and he goes, As long as that man's having a good time, so am I. Thrill is gone away. You know, and I'm like, What the heck, man? Like Wow. So everybody in this place is looking at me like Who's that? Who is this hey, guy? Hey, hey, yeah. Yeah, who is this guy? He must be from a record label or something. Like BB, that's why BB wanted the house lights on, you know, for this guy, this big bearded fella, hmm. not a typical record exec, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a tow truck driver, as you uh, categorized me as soon as I walked in the door, tow truck driver or lawyer or la- or lawyer, <laughs> right? Or you rest- knew it was one of the other, yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. one of the other, or wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we did used to wrestle in my we we had a homemade ring in Blyville. really, you know, like, in back, a, like backyard type wrestling. It was it was a lot like that, but I mean I didn't do I didn't, I wasn't involved with the production, but I would get on this this ring that my buddies had built inside this nasty, crappy, rusty, tetanus shot needing Ooh. shed, right? And there was this if you jumped off the top rope, you was banging your head on the ceiling type room. Jesus, but it was fun to get to slam each other on an actual mat. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Many, a lot of people couldn't lift me to slam me, but I was slamming a lot of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, hell yeah. Was, people like you, I was slamming them. You oh, know, yeah. it was like, hey, uh, pow. you know what I'm saying? Like we was, that's what he's doing. I was like, now you do me, and they're like, uh-uh, I can't. <laughs> I don't think I can, Marty. And so you know, but let me let me cry a little bit real quick because okay. of how fat I am. Excuse okay. me. All right, back to the story. I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh bb this story gets crazy it sounds like it's written right it, but it, it's not written um i've told this a lot of times at the end of this show bb wants all the fans to come to the front of the stage and because i was on the front row the whole time i let everybody else get in front of me right and so at the end he, he takes his guitar picks out of his coat pocket and he throws them like this and they're so light, they just spread out in front of him, close to him. And these fans that were there, he was trying to give them these picks, and they're getting up there on the stage getting these picks and getting off. They're not they're not rushing BB or nothing. But the uh, the security guards are throwing the fans off the stage, and BB's getting mad. Mm-hmm. He said, stop doing that. Stop doing that, and they won't stop doing that. They said, we, we can't stop getting them off stage. It's our job. But BB was mad, so he goes – he pulls his, his gold bracelets off and his gold necklace off, and he throws some of the gold over here and some of the gold over here to these people that are on the front row, I mean, on the front of that stage. And I'm sitting there thinking, I should have got on the front of that stage, man. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there trying to be a good guy, and I just missed out on some BB gold. You would see it right here on me today. I, if I, as I'm telling this story, like, this came from BB King. Uh, he wore yeah. this. Mr. T. Over it's here. inscribed. Never take it off. I bet it was inscribed in there. You know what I'm saying? Somebody oh, has yeah. something yeah. that says <clears throat> BB King to BB. You know, it's just crazy to think about that. 
But anyway, so then because I knew the guy that booked entertainment, I got to meet B.B. King. So we got to go backstage. So then everybody else left, and there was about 50 people that were getting to meet him. And I was the one that didn't necessarily pay to meet him. You know what I mean? All those other people were paying. And uh, they all had guitars, and I had my guitar. I just bought this Martin guitar. I had, I had bought a lot of cheap guitars and never learned how to play. But this time I spent like $2,000 on a guitar because I thought this might force me to learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I still hadn't learned. I still hadn't. <laughs> I just would mess around and be like, I'm no good. Yeah. And then put it up. And so I had that. And we're being led down this the side of the stage, and it's very narrow. It's a very narrow hallway, but it might be just because I'm fat, but it was very narrow to me, right? Very narrow to me. And it was dark, so they're they're leading us with a flashlight, and there's security, the row of security guards sitting there like this as we're walking by the entrance to the stage. You know, they're all blocking that. And you can't hardly see anything you, you, besides this flashlight. And you're, you're walking, and then as I'm walking by, I'm, I'm the one in the last of the line. In between these security guards, this massive hand comes out and grabs my hand as I'm walking by and holds my hand like this and is pulling me towards the security guards. And I'm being like this. I'm doing this. And they go, they go, you, what are you doing? You got to move on. They're trying to they're shove me. I'm like, somebody got a hold of my hand. Somebody's got my hand. And they part ways, and there sits B.B. King in a wheelchair pulling me to him just like this. And he goes, I want you to know that I enjoyed playing for you tonight. I was like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't, wow. even, can't even form words at this point. All I got is a guitar and and that that album was in my coat, and I had his his uh, actual record in my hand. And I, he goes, "What you have there?" And I hand it to him, and he's looking at. It, he goes, "Boy, I sure was a lot prettier then." I said, "You're still pretty to me, Mister King." And he said, I love you. I said, I love you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so he says, uh, he says, uh, give me a Sharpie. And he signs that. And he said, I'll see you on back there. Like that, right? And at this point, you're thinking, why in the freak is this happening to me? Like, we, I don't I don't know B.B. King. I still don't know B.B. King mm-hmm. other than this story. Mm-hmm. And I still don't. I mean, I know why. Like, God did that. This was the moments I'm talking about, those those moments that do this. Yeah. So God said, I'm going to give you a, a high that you'll never come down from. And that's what this story is. So then I, I go back there. I got my guitar, and I'm watching all these people be turned away that that don't have Gibson guitars because he was apparently contractually obligated to only sign Gibson guitars. Really? Because that's what Lucille was that he played. Lucille was Gibson. So I'm watching all these people leave after getting you know a picture with him in the green room and and all this stuff, and they're leaving with their guitar unsigned if it wasn't Gibson. I have a Martin, <clears throat> and I'm thinking. Shoot, I should have bought a Gibson. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I spent $2,000. I could have bought a Gibson. Now I ain't going to get B.B. King on it. So all these people are in front of me. As I said, about 50 people. And I'm seeing B.B.'s energy is just leaving. After doing all the like this, you know, and in between, you could, as, I'm, as I'm watching in the door, you can see B.B. like, you know, kind of doing this every now and then because he's he's an old man, you know, mm-hmm. and he's doing this and 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 then he somebody comes up, he goes, "Hey, baby," <laughs> and he does this and he'll smile. He's just a genuinely nice dude, man. Yeah. He was, and uh, so then I come in. His energy was was almost gone. It was almost like, man, I got I, if I don't quit soon, I'm gonna pass out. I got to I got to stop. And I walk in and he goes, "Hey, my friend, 
Like we had known each other our whole lives, right? And I'm thinking, my best friend. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're my best friend, yeah, BB. I love you. Yeah, I love you, BB. <laughs> and then he comes up. I mean, I come up. He goes, and I hand him my guitar. And he goes, what you got here? And I said, I'd love for you to sign that. And he looks up at the head of it and sees the Martin. And he, look, he does this. And he looks up at me. He goes, I'm going to sign it anyway. And he signed my guitar, B.B. King. And it could be the only non-Gibson guitar in the world signed by B.B. King. Right? No way. It could be. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. But it could be. But then, so we, so then I, before we take a picture, I have that album. I, mean, I told you about this album, this little video mm. album I had. Mm. I hand this album to B.B., and he goes, well, 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 like that. It's almost like he knew I was I was in music. He, it's almost like it was like a kindred spirit because when he saw that, he, he really lit up. He was like, well, 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 and he looked up, and he said, who's got that Sharpie like that? And I said, no, no, I, I thought he wanted he thought I wanted him to sign my album. That's what I thought he wanted, and I was going to take it with me. But I said, no, no, that's for you. He goes, I know who this is for. And he, he said, who's got that Sharpie? They bring the Sharpie back to me. He said, I want you to sign this to Mr. B.B. King. I signed my first album ever to B.B. King. And he took it. We took a picture. It still hangs on my wall. This picture is still on my on my office. We took a picture. He holds. He, we're holding the album up. Took the picture. And he goes like this. He puts it in his, his pocket afterwards. He does this. I said, I love you. <laughs> and I said, look in my eyes. I love you, B.B. He goes, I love you too, son. We'll see you down the road. I never seen him again, but I thought, man, when I get when I get a little traction, me and BB might do something together. But I like to think that BB rode with that on his bus until the day he died. Right? He was just sitting there. I don't know if you ever listened. I don't know any of that. But that moment is the actual moment. His name being on my guitar is the reason I'm able to play guitar to this day. Like it made me. I said I got to learn how to do something now. So I started really buckling down to to, to play this thing that BB King's on. He's on my guitar. That's amazing. So, and I'm still not that good, right? So, BB would still be disappointed in me, but I'm, I'm I can at least play. You know, I can at least play and write songs. I'm nowhere near as good as CJ, and that's why I keep him with me. But it's the only reason I don't care about him at all, right? I just keep him because he's good at guitar. That's obvious. Yeah. So, anyway, that was kind of a long way to say, though. Getting on that high with BB kind of made me say, okay, now I'm gonna start making videos. And I'm going to start being consistent with this thing. and Because I, I had to learn guitar before I could make a video. Because I was at the mercy of musicians. Mm. I couldn't just mm. do acapella videos. And I didn't know how to play the guitar. So I said, I can't. So then I started buckling down learning. Started posting a few videos that I would <laughs> learn the chords on. And the people started liking them. And then lo and behold, this song came along called uh, All About That Bass. You ever heard that? Oh, yeah. So I took, I heard that song and. Uh, buddy of mine, we were riding down the road, and he goes, because, you know, she's talking about all about that bass is a reference to being thick. Do you know that? You don't know that because you're, you're tiny, right? You know, I shouldn't say tiny. It's a it's a reference to being thick? Being thick. Like, yeah. you know, that's what the, that's what she's talking about. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm all about that bass. About that bass. No trouble. Because she's a thick girl. Oh, gotcha. You know what I mean? Okay. Megan Trainer, Or okay. she was. She might not be now. But that's what that's in reference to. Okay. I'm talking about. Being a thick girl. Right. And okay. being proud of it. Right. I like know? thick girls. Yeah. 
I, I know you. I could tell. I knew when I walked in, you kind of had that, that glare in your eye, like, man, if you was a girl, what's up? You know what I mean? I was like, I feel like he's undressing me right now. <laughs> I'm really uncomfortable. Is this really a podcast studio? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a projector up here. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I see the couch over there too from oh, the 1964 or something. 19, it's a 1960s porn set. Yeah, isn't that something? amazing isn't it i think Everyone, the, isn't that what people, they did in here a lot of people hate on it yeah and got god and david over here on the exactly, wall exactly yeah yeah isn't that something so anyway <laughs> before cj gets excited <laughs> he's like really that's really where they did uh what's her names <laughs> this is where they shot all about the bass music video <laughs> this is it so because it's uh that song's about being thick my buddy looks over and he's he's a smaller guy Real small guy. He looks over and he says, you're actually all about that bass and beard. Like that. And I go, you know what? I am. I am thick and bearded. So I ended up writing a parody song called All About That Beard to that song. And we reproduced the whole track. And I went and rented a camera. Didn't know anything about really making music videos. But I wanted to experiment. So I rented this camera. It was when the Black Magic Cinema camera first came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, was, that first came out. And I rented this camera and lens, Canon lens, whatever. And uh, took this thing and just did the best I could. And I thought, well, this I'll post this, and it it probably sucks. And it does suck. To this day, it, it sucks, the video to me. But it literally got 2 million views in a day. What? 2 million views in a day, yeah. We were, my buddy and I were headed, he had an audition. At the time, I lived in Memphis. Um, and my buddy, Brad Beal, uh, Bill for Councilman, Bill for Councilman. Bill. Yeah. Uh, Brad Beal was, uh, he's an, he was an actor at the time. And he we were driving to Nashville for him to do an audition for some commercial. And he asked, would I go with him? I said, yeah, I'll go with you. Let's do it. And so on the way, I had posted that that morning. And on the way there, he's getting a few texts saying, I saw that video you were in because he was in the video. So I saw that video you were in. Hilarious. Right? And we're not thinking nothing, though. He's like, all right, right on, man. Appreciate it. And he gets a few texts on the way there. And he and he, he, I'm not getting any text, so my, my people ain't seeing it. You know what I mean? I don't right. Know. So, but apparently his people are all seeing it. But we did we didn't check the video. It wasn't it wasn't in the days where I had a reason to keep going to my Facebook all the time. Like now, I'm answering every comment that comes in. I'm doing all these things all the time, making sure I stay on track because those are my people, you know. And so I didn't even have that on at Facebook or YouTube. Both. Okay. Well, at the time, like I, I got I got. Uh, my start on Facebook, on my personal profile. Oh, okay. Yeah, not YouTube. I wasn't even really doing anything on YouTube or my Facebook page. It was just a personal profile at the time. Mm. And that, and it was just, like, blowing up. And I, we didn't even know it. We were just driving. He got a few texts. He did his audition on the way back. He's still getting these texts. As he was in his audition, there was, like, 15 to 20 texts from people saying, hilarious video, man. That was crazy. It's crazy what's happening with this video. Like that. And then he goes, dude, he says, something something weird, man. He said, like, it, everybody that I know has seen this video. So he pulls it up as I'm driving. He goes, bro, this thing is at 1.5 million views. I said, excuse me? And I said, let me see this. And I look at it, and then Jared, this is the first thing Jared and I did. He just did, uh, he did the, uh, I don't want to say he did anything to the video other than he just put credits in it because I wanted credits in it. 
Yeah. And so I had Jared put the credits in. He's a little drunk. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> he got pretty tore up last night. You're still drunk, Jared? <laughs> really? Hey, we hair the dog, brother. I got some Jack Daniels right over there. Hair hair the dog, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he all he did was put credits uh, at the end, like, you know, rolling credits. And uh He didn't shoot the video for you? No. No. Okay. Couldn't afford him. Um and plus I was trying to learn. Like he's I, union. Yeah, he's he's union only. Only union. No, I was trying to learn to, how to do it myself anyway. So it was okay. kind of an experimental thing. And uh, anyway, by the end of the day, it had 2 million views. And I thought, now I really am famous, right? I was getting calls to do radio interviews and stuff like that for wow. in England. And uh, everywhere all over the world, I was like, this is nuts. Megan Trainer is fixing to call me and we're going to be doing a song together. That never happened. I don't know if she ever saw the video to this day. And now it has... I don't know how many. He's got a, he's got a lot of views on Facebook. If you combine everything and on YouTube and everywhere, it's 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 pretty good. But uh, so I, at that point, I'm thinking now I really got I got to ride this wave. Yeah. So I'm I'm uh posting consistently at this point, and then but these but the other videos ain't getting two million views. You know what I mean? Right. They're they're not doing it like the that one did. Yeah, that's the worst, right? When you're like, damn, you hit so you hit so high on one, and then like keep doing stuff, and you're like. Fuck! Why can't I do that again? <laughs> right, and, and that's the, that's the conundrum, right? That's the problem is people think that oh, as soon as you get too many views, everything you post is about to be that. It's not the it's not the case. It's all because social media is fickle. Mm-hmm. The algorithm's fickle. It's like you you, which I didn't know this at the time. You got to post at the right time. You got to you got to. Uh, you can't put too many letters on your on your images on Facebook. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. Like yeah. there, there's a, these algorithms is the the greatest enemy of an independent artist or independent anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm being consistent, and then I'm not. So then three weeks go by and I didn't post a video, didn't post a song, and so I'm thinking, shoot, man, I said I'd be consistent, and here I am letting BB down. You know, and. uh even though I didn't, you know, didn't know BB, but I felt like I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, here I am letting BB down, and so you felt accountable to, uh, like, you held accountable. By yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of like God's way of saying BB's going to hold you accountable. And uh, so, at three o'clock in the morning, three weeks of shadowing the fans. I say fans. I did have some fans at this time. Uh, there was definitely people commenting, and I and I answered every comment at that point, and even and even up until like. Just a few years ago, every single comment was I answered. Like it don't matter how many came in, I answered them. Now they're 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 coming in on every video, and I don't even get notifications for these other videos, so I, I can't answer every comment anymore. But because you know if they don't notify me, I don't even know if they commented. So, but anyway, I still get most of the comments on the new videos. So three o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't have, I hadn't posted in a while. I don't have nothing because when I would when I would uh learn a song it would take me a while to learn the song because i'm not a guitar player you know i'm just i would sit there to go over and over and over and at the time there was no teleprompters there was nothing like that no kind of apps you could use really that would help you where with lyrics even so you just had to learn the song you had to learn the lyrics and how to play it and for me that was real hard to do, like just to be able to memorize all the lyrics. Okay, okay, I got it. You're talking about three or four takes, and then you, by the time you get done with ten takes, your voice is shot, and you can't even make the video. So it was, it was not the easiest thing to do when you, if you don't know already know all the words. Like if a new song comes out and you're trying to learn it real quick back then, 
Now, if a new song comes out, you can pull up the lyrics and put it on a little teleprompter thing that goes in front of your camera. Right. And you can look dead in the camera and nobody even knows, right? Right. And then you're you you're playing all you gotta focus on at that point is just just the chords, which is still a struggle for me. I might miss a chord. I missed many last night. <laughs> um but I said three o'clock in the morning, it's still my personal profile on my Facebook. And uh I said I hadn't posted a video in a while. I hope y'all like this version of Ice Ice Baby that I did acoustic. It was literally like that, a throwaway video. And uh, the next morning, this thing had went wild. I mean, it went nuts. Uh, World Star Hip Hop took it and posted it on their pages and World their Star. website. Uh, Bam Margera posted it on his page and website and stuff. And this thing just, it got legs that never stopped. And then my Facebook page started blowing up. Like, people started liking it out of this world. YouTube, same thing. And this thing, like, my whole real actual career in music began at that moment with that with that cover. That, that was a throwaway. It was just a throwaway video, and it, it still to this day. If you combine every person that actually took the video, stole the video from mine, you know, and then posted it on their own right. platforms, you're talking... 200 plus million views maybe wow you know all together and uh there's several even on my page because i've posted it a couple of times too and there's several on my page that have 30 plus million on just my my own page of that one song that's nuts can you monetize those videos when you do covers like that yeah really on youtube you can't <laughs> you, you can't well you can't on facebook now too but so youtube lets you monetize those even though you're doing a cover well the the, the, the difference is is i'm recreating it Right, right, I'm playing it. Okay. It's me playing it. I own that sound recording. Okay, so I make money on the sound recording. They still get their money, but you don't have like, aren't you using like their acapella or their uh, instrumentals? No. Okay, I'm playing you're, you're, my own oh, you're guitar. Completely recreating it. Well, especially with Ice Ice Baby. Right, that's right, all right. me. Okay, I got it. But even if I was just playing their exact chords, it's still me playing it. I'm not using an instrumental. Is there track. a term for that, like interpolate or interpolation or something like that? I don't know. You're smart. I'm not a lawyer. I'm a tow truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> you said it yourself, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. If you're even if you are playing, just copying the chords and recreating it yourself, I guess they can't. If you recreate a track, yeah, you own that track you created. Okay, like that's your sound recording. Okay. Now what happens with YouTube is you get money for the sound recording part. They still claim their money for the song rights. Right. Okay. They still get part. Like they still have claims on my my channel. But they can't. They well, they can. They could say, well, you know, we want you to take that down. They could do that if they wanted to. But why would they? They make money. Mm-hmm. You got a you got a video, Ice Ice Baby, getting a hundred million views, and we're monetizing stuff like that. You know, they're they want that to happen mm-hmm. because it's not it's not just doing that. It's helping with album sales and things like that. Right, right. Album record labels actually reach out to me all the time now, and when they got a new artist, and they'll say. You want to cover this artist's song? He's, it, this song ain't out yet. We want to get. Pe- I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to cover his song. Why would I cover that? I was like, I, the only reason I cover songs is so people hear my originals. And I like if it's if I'm gonna cover a song, it's got to have some got to have some weight to it. Mm-hmm. Or else, what's the point? Right. You know what I mean? Or or it's just a song that I love, mm-hmm. right? If, if there's songs that I do that I that just mean something to me. That's other people's songs. But I'm not just out here trying to cover some random song. You know. Because the goal is, as an independent artist, that's my vehicle to get people to hopefully right. check out the originals. Right. That's all that is. Um, so 
lo and behold, I'm getting all these messages from people because of this Ice Ice Baby video. And I'm still I'm still a tow truck driver, as you said, right? At this time, <laughs> I'm a tow truck driver. Uh, you feel like you know me my whole life. Um, so these people are messaging me, and they're saying, I'm best friends with, with Vanilla Ice. Give me your phone number, and I'll, I'll have him reach out. And I'm going, yeah, right. But I'm a tow truck driver, right? So they can get my number anyway. Glenn Ray's towing. It's available everywhere. And so I gave it to all these people. It was probably, I don't know, probably 10, 10 to 15 people said this, and I gave them my phone number. And it, it so happened that one of them wasn't lying. One of them really was his best friend from way back before he was famous in Dallas. You know, mm-hmm. he was his best friend. And uh, so I get this call randomly. I think it was around – I think it was, I don't know how many months it was, but it was months after this video had come out. And uh, I'm horrible with time frames. I get this call and I go, Glenn Ray's towing, you know, like like normal. It's a, it's a phone call. And he goes, hey, Marty Ray, like that. And I said, what's up? Like Glenn Ray's towing. You knew who it was? No, I oh, didn't okay. know who it was. I'm saying I thought it was just a customer, like right. normal. Okay. And he goes, he goes, uh, he says, man, I love that Ice Ice Baby you did. That's nice, man. I said, appreciate that. How can I help you? You know what I mean? And he was like, hey, it's Rob. It's Rob, man. I go, right on, man. I, how can I help you? You know what I'm saying? I didn't know. I didn't. I hate to say this. You know, I hope Rob doesn't uh, get offended, but I really didn't know his name was Rob at the time. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, it's just a customer that somehow found out that I did this song. And I'm like, I got your car. Do I have your car impounded? Like, what is it? <laughs> like, how can I help you? Like, thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it. How can I help you? And he goes, it's vanilla ice. I said, yeah, right, man. Like, of course, anybody would. You, As a boy growing up singing, uh, all right, stop, collaborate, and listen. We're all singing that growing up. Well, maybe not you because you like Hank 3. Yeah. But uh, you were probably singing Green Day. Yeah. yeah. I had the first Green Day album. Boom. Hit, hit me with it. The Dookie? Hit me with it. I can't sing it, bro. I, I'm not singing it. Sing some. What's on Dookie? Um, is it a? It's like, do you have the time? That one. Yeah. Oh. What? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. What? What's the biggest song from that? Was it that one? That, one that was, was the biggest basket one. Basket yeah. case. It was called Basket Case. Yeah. Did yep. they? Now I didn't listen to them back then, but I did like the uh, Holiday album. Uh, um, that's pretty new. That was it. Yeah, I stopped listening to listening to them after like the first three albums. I think you're one of them punk purists, aren't you? No, not no? at all. No, 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 not at all. There's a lot of people that that are, that are punk fans, it's like I listen to the old stuff. No, they say Green Day. I say they say I'm a I'm a fan of punk, and I go, oh Green Day. They go, <coughs> Green Day. They're they're pop punk. Yeah, they're like, pop punk. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Another turning point, a board stuck in the road. Was that on Dookie? No, that's a newer one, right? <clears throat> that was the next album after Dookie. I'm pretty yeah. Sure. Okay. You hear how bad my voice is freaking destroyed? Yeah, I was like 10 years old or something when Dookie came out. I was like super How old young. are you? I'm 33. How old do you think I am? Easy. No, I'm kidding. No, no. <laughs> 30, 35. You're lying. 35. You oh. did not think that. I'm guessing you're 35. But he's 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 trying to be nice because you said easy. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Tell him how old you really think How old is. you really think I am? Like, give him the You won't number. hurt my feelings. 40? 
Oh well, I'm not 38, but most people most people think I'm like in my mid 40s. I was pretty close. Late 40s. Yeah, 35 you were pretty 40. close. That's yep. why I thought that you were lying. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, I know I'm used to like I'm I look really young for my age. So I'm used to people you do. Like, being my age that look way older than me. Uh-huh. So I I kind of like shoot up a little bit when I guess people's ages. I thought you were on the cusp of 30. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, but you look like you've been in a dive bar too, though. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like a like a like a road hard and put up wet type twenty late twenties. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, yeah. Is this a, is I was worried like when I was younger, I always looked like super like too young. Like I was got like I like I always looked. I was in my twenties. Everyone's like, you're like twelve, and I was like, fuck. When I hit thirty, I'm just gonna like fall off a cliff, and I'm not gonna be able to enjoy it in like where it matters. Like in the thirties and forties, I'm like, when I hit thirty, I would suck so bad if I just all of a sudden started looking super old, like went yeah. bald. <laughs> yeah. What you got against bald people? Nothing. Good. Are you bald? 100%. Let's see it. We'll see this. Bald is beautiful. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. Keep the hat off. I'm going to get me a uh, a tattoo like uh, Boziak. Boziak. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the Illuminati. Illuminati. That's what I told him. You know, he was on my podcast. Was he really? Yeah. He was on my podcast. Just recently, we just released that episode. He's an interesting fella, isn't he? Very interesting. He's all in every conspiracy theory you've ever heard of. Oh, wow. He, well, we didn't get into conspiracy theories. No? He's into oh, it? Oh, man. We had a crazy uh, talk last week about conspiracy theories for like two hours straight. I literally told him, uh, I said, I said, now, when did you join the Illuminati? And Because uh, I said, now, put, put your head down. And, and he's got this big pyramid and the all-seeing eye on there, like on top of his head. And I'm, I'm sitting there. He, he don't go into conspiracy. I wish he would have went in conspiracy theories. I didn't know. I thought he was just a, a guy who's embracing the... The whole oh man, he's all full into like lizard people and everything. Yeah, Joe Rogan, yeah. shape shit. Oh yeah, he's listened like he. I think consumes probably way too much content. Like on YouTube, he goes. He's one of those guys who probably sits on YouTube and just goes down rabbit holes for hours now. Well, YouTube has now, but you used to could do that with conspiracy theories and stuff a lot. Like you could really be on there for oh yeah days, and like you're just sitting there. Oh wow. And then you, 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 somebody comes in like, "Hey, you okay? We, we, we thought we were worried about you." You're like, "What? What? I've only been watching for three days." Holy <laughs> Did you know Elvis was a shapeshifter, <laughs> <laughs> and he's still alive? Right? Did you know Elvis is the groundskeeper at Graceland? Now he's an interdimensional <laughs> child molester. <laughs> oh dang! Poor Elvis, man. I'm about to take that. Elvis song I just did down, apparently. No, I just made that up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> of course you made that up. John Boziak, my homie. I like him, though. He's a really cool fella. Yeah. Did you, he was in your studio. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, he's been in. He just did his second podcast here last week. Really? Yeah. Did two. He's, just done, he's done two with us, yeah. Nice. So the second one was all about conspiracy theories. The second one was all about conspiracy theories. The first one, he just told a story about his credit card thought fraud and yeah. his whole life and in and out of prison or whatever. And He's wild. He is wild. He's a I wild like motherfucker. It. Yeah, man. That's crazy. You know what he said on our show? He said, I said, do you ever feel bad about stealing all this money? Like, you know, these people you fraudulently took money from? And he goes, he goes, well, he said, I didn't steal no money from them. I ain't taking no money from them. I was like, "Who you taking the money from then?" You know what I mean? You taking you taking the money that's it's coming out of their bank, right? You know. Now, of course, the bank gives it back to them. They get it back, right? But it is it's heavily an inconvenience. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> when you go and you're like wasting hey, a lot of people's time. Yeah, you're you're swiping your card and and it's like decline and you're like decline. Everybody's looking at you. Have you ever had a card decline? It shouldn't have declined. Oh yeah. And you're sitting there and you feel like, listen, I, you're looking at the people in the line. You're like, I promise you that I am not broke. Like I promise you this. Right. And then they're like. Yeah, okay. Ego gets involved in, you know, you're like, listen, <laughs> yeah. I know what this yeah. looks like. And you're telling everybody there, you're like, hey, listen, everybody, I am not broke. Right. I had this. You're pulling up your bank account. Like, I'm going to yeah. show you this. People in the back. Like, you know, a good way, card. you know, a good way to uh, counter circumvent that from happening and being embarrassed about it is just before you give them the card. Be like, I hope that one works. I hope that one works. <laughs> You, uh, you I used know to you say that. Yeah, yeah. I used to say that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> man, I hope this works. <laughs> and then I would go. I would go. Uh, let's see which one of these ain't maxed out. <laughs> and, I would, and I would go through these credit cards, and these people were like, <laughs> "I'm like, try this one." <laughs> you know, it even works, for, it works with fake IDs too. Like before, like uh, when I was before I was old enough to drink, whatever, I'd go to a bar and they'd ask for my ID. I'm like, I got my fake one. And it really was the fake one. And they would like psych them out. You know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, ha, 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 you're funny. Did that work? Yeah. Worked great. Son of a gun. It's amazing what works, Mount. You what are a, a little mind genius, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm pretty stupid. I just copy what other people, what I hear from other people. Oh, I see. Yeah. You're, you're I don't come up with the stuff on my own. I just I just reuse other people's great you're, ideas. You're a chameleon. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I like Ooh. that. Shapeshifter. Has your voice always been that deep and like, or is that just because, have you just like developed that from singing so much? I don't know. I think my voice is always kind of lower toned it when I speak, isn't it? It is, is it? lower toned, but today it's like extra rasp. Does all that, like yeah. the amount of all the singing you do and all the shows you do, does that take a toll on your vocal cords? Of course. Like when you it, sing like me, it definitely does. Not just like the next day, but I mean like over time. I don't know. It hasn't taken it over time for me. Because one thing I I noticed was uh, uh, Miley Cyrus. Her voice. Have you heard her talk <laughs> normally? Yeah, it's it's really, but I think she, she has a crazy like deep voice. Yeah, it's like, like a this heavy, right here. like it's a heavy very, deep yeah. voice. I think that's just the way her voice well, is. Like early days, Hannah Montana, she her voice was nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was before puberty, though. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but even mean, even back then, which uh, I know you're a big fan of Hannah Montana, I'm not. Yeah. Um, I don't know nothing really about it, but I've seen a few clips. And uh, her voice was still deep for a child, though, I think, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, Go I, back to your DVD sets. Yeah, I have to go back to the DVD Yeah, and pull sets, those you know. up. And uh, did you meet? You should get Hannah Montana on this show. That would be amazing. She lives in Nashville, doesn't she? Does she? I think so. I think everybody. Did. Moving there. I'm pretty yeah. sure she's in Nashville. Yeah. She probably is. Everybody seems to be moving there now. It's well, declined. all the all the big country singers come from, came from Nashville, right? Like that's that's the hub of country, isn't it? A lot of big ones did, but not all of them. There's some uh, Willie Nelson. Well, Nashville's like the music fucking city city of the of United States, right? That's what they say. Mecca, yeah, what they call it Music City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's actually true, but it's sure anymore. A lot of music, a lot of music comes out. of There's Nashville. a lot of music, not just country. It's not always yeah. great music but there's a lot of music that comes out of Nashville. but there's a lot of music that came out of memphis like back in the day um there's a documentary about blues music and bb king there's bb king before he was actually uh famous he finally got a gig on bill street in memphis and he was standing on bill street doing this this old footage and he goes i finally made it he said all we ever want to do in blues music is play right here on bill street and here i am playing and he, he was he thought he had made it at that point and he had Wow. Because that was it. You play blues music, you get to Bill Street. 
That was because, and even Elvis, like they all wanted to be in Memphis. So I don't know when Nashville became Music City, but it it's that's definitely not been always the case. Memphis was definitely a place for yeah. blues. Like you know, Jimmy Hart's from Memphis, Tennessee. Is he really? He well, told, that makes sense. He was on here. He told me the craziest fucking story about how he, him and his buddy, his buddy was Elvis's like good friend and always went to Elvis's house and he was making a delivery to Elvis. Jimmy wouldn't tell me all the details of what he was delivering, but we this lets me know that it's drugs. Yeah, it was some sort of some These, sort of this right some here. sort of pills. But Jim yeah. and uh, Jimmy was with him, and he said it was just the fucking most insane story because like Elvis came out all fucked up, blah 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 blah, and Jimmy Hart sitting here in Elvis's mansion in Memphis. Jimmy's got some fucking wild stories. I bet. It was probably Red West that was his friend because that was his uh, that was his best friend and bodyguard. Red West. Red West. Never heard of him. He's an actor. You ever seen Roadhouse? No. You never seen Roadhouse? Roadhouse. I don't think so. Patrick Swayze, Dalton. He's a bouncer. It's. I don't think I've seen it. It's the most masculine movie of all time. Is it really? Yeah. Never seen it. I need to watch it. You need to watch Roadhouse. I do need to watch it. When did it come out? Eighties, late eighties. Roadhouse. You, have you seen Roadhouse? <laughs> Next time you watch Family Guy, you're gonna be like, oh, Roadhouse. <laughs> it got him. We broke him. We broke him. Uh, Roadhouse. He's broke. <laughs> yeah. uh, Roadhouse. He ran out of battery. Roadhouse. <laughs> okay, you're done. No. Peter. Roadhouse. What is this? Explain what this is. It's just a Family Guy joke. Yeah, Peter. but what's the joke? Peter is referencing Roadhouse. The movie? He's, he's jacked. Oh, okay. And every time they, you know, ask him something, it's his answer. Roadhouse. <laughs> he's just... You seen that? You seen it, Jared? Right? Oh, it's, it's it's a pretty funny little whole episode thing they do. And what do they give me a one real quick one question they ask him that he responds to with the Roadhouse? I'm just gonna totally make this up. And like Peter, will you go to the store and get some crabs? Uh, Quagmire's coming over later, and then Peter's like. Roadhouse. <laughs> That's pretty great. I'm going to start doing that. That's pretty fucking great. Yeah. When you see the anyway, episode, it's great. You should watch Roadhouse. I will watch, watch it's, Roadhouse. It really is one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm going to watch it this weekend. Look for the part where he goes like this right here. You know what I mean? Just just keep this in mind. Okay. What's he do? What's he do? No, no. I'm not telling you. You just keep. Okay. You just remember I did this. To you. I did okay. this. You almost died. Remember that. Okay. This is This is near death. You know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. don't you? Mm-hmm. Jerry, have you seen Roadhouse? You remember this? Yeah, yeah, baby. This is crazy. This right here is crazy. I've been trying to do this ever since I watched that movie. What the fuck is it? You're going to find out. Hey, this guy back here knows, you don't you? Have seen Roadhouse, Austin? No, I haven't, I haven't. Austin. Austin's through, only like 22 Austin, years look old. through these computers. They got the most massive computers you see. The screens got like a thousand screens. I think Austin is actually playing some video games. I think he's streaming Twitch back there. <laughs> Austin, are you streaming Twitch? Austin's got a hot new girlfriend he brought over last night. Where is the podcast. she? Yeah, where's your girlfriend today? Uh, she left. She's, uh, listen to this. She, uh, can we talk about her? She's fun. We, she'll let us talk about her. She's, uh. Can you pull a picture of her she's up? She's a Catholic like, girl. As you're talking? Yeah, can we, can we get a picture so I can show it to him? She's a Catholic girl. She went to Catholic school and she met Pope Francis. So you wow. know she's wild. <laughs> That's funny. Could be. She's wild. We went to dinner last night, and Austin ordered a Sprite. She ordered a beer. Austin. My man, I like Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Sprite guy, too. <laughs> she, was, she was partying with us, and Austin was eating, drinking Sprite, eating salads. Austin, you got that picture? Yeah. We're literally waiting. Yeah, we want to see, see a picture. The show will not go on until we see this a picture of your again? girlfriend. 
Marissa. 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 She's awesome. Man, one of the one of the prettiest actors is named Marissa. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Yeah. What movie is she in? You see my cousin Vinny? No. Son of a gun, does this kid, do you watch movies? I watch some movies, yeah. My Cousin Vinny, Joe Pesci, one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, you got uh, a, a busy weekend ahead of you. Yeah, yeah you got some homework to do. Fuck, I got a lot of homework to do. The second time I'm on this podcast, whenever that is, if it ever happens, I want you to have a report of these movies. Okay. okay? Roadhouse. I'm going to give you a list. My Roadhouse, Cousin Vinny. My Cousin Vinny. What What was uh, Mar- Marissa Tomei was? Titanic. <laughs> no. Oh. What was a recent movie she was in, Jared? No. Awesome. Where's the picture? Pull it up on your IMDb oh. while, we're, while we're talking. <coughs> Here she is. Let's see. Okay. Okay. And any Nice little southern belle. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Marty, you're looking L- for a long time. Catholic southern belle. <laughs> I was looking into her eyes, I swear. <laughs> I really was. I really was. I, I, I was. Babe, I was. We're gonna get the, she's gonna get the Pope. She's gonna get Pope Francis in here hopefully soon. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> that would blow up. That would blow up. That would blow up. Man, please ask him some real questions if you do. Get I'll get him. you in here as a guest. Please, we'll get we'll get you to be the guest you will, host. You will not Marty Ray. And the anytime Pope. you want me to guest host, just let me know. Okay, and we'll uh, we'll make it happen. We'll Fuck drink yeah. Liquid Death and and uh, be metal, man. Yeah, you, you don't like metal music, mm. really. There's only one music. It depends on what. I don't know what people call metal. What is metal? Death metal. Death metal, definitely not. But I like. I think ACDC was called metal too. Were they? Weren't they? What about Metallica? That's classic rock. I like. I like uh, a few Metallica songs, but you know when you when you here's the problem with certain metal people and punk people is they say uh, you like metal, bro. I'm like, man, I like Metallica. Like. (laughs) It's not metal. They used to be metal. And I'm like, they say, they're like, you ever heard a Death of a Thousand Stars by Metallica? And I'm like, no, but I've heard Inner Sandman. And they go, Psh, course. <laughs> and I'm like, man, what yeah. do you want? Yeah. I'm not saying I'm the biggest. They're metal. You got chills, didn't you? I did. I got chills. They're <laughs> metal elitists. Right. My favorite, if it's a metal song, it don't sound like a I don't metal song, but um, there's so many different kinds of metal. Now, because there's like yeah. other other subgenres of yeah, metal, death so metal, and then yeah. some like pop metal and and uh, I don't know, cup metal, whatever, whatever the freak. You got all these names, yeah. But uh, the the best the best uh, Metallica song is uh, "So Close." No matter how far, <laughs> couldn't be much more from the heart. You know that one? Oh yeah. Is that metal? Cause nothing else matters. That's it. Yeah. And I close my eyes. James Hetfield's right here. Trust I see and I find in you. Wah. Every day for something new. Open my mind for a different view. Cause nothing else matters. (laughs) He's country. He does like Hank the Third. What about uh? What about Creed? Oh, I yeah. did like Creed. Can, can you do, can you do That's Creed? not metal, is it? No, hell no. Can you do a Creed cover, though? Uh, what was uh With arms wide open <laughs> Under the sunlight Yeah I'm welcome to this place I'll show you everything With arms wide open Under the candlelight 
inside the curtains on an old porn couch with arms wide open. I don't remember the words. There you go. And then there was uh that's with a horrible, horrible. I was voice. fucking beautiful. Let me tell you, I could really nail that impression if I, my voice wasn't destroyed because I sang that a lot. That was pretty damn close back man. in the day. What's another? What's another one of Creed's? Uh, Can you take me? Yeah, yeah. Or the uh, to a place where blind men see. Yeah, I told you I brought my guitar player. That was great. That's hey. really how he does. Really. Yeah, yeah, he I'm don't have, actually play guitar. He, he plays it with his lips. Yeah, yeah. Play a little something so they, they believe me. <laughs> Keep it going. I don't know how you happen. I don't know why you can't understand. What's, what freaking happened to the guitar, bro? Golly, you see. You lost your money. No, no, it's over. You, you, you lost your gig. You're not getting paid now. All my guitar sounds Calypso. No, it was like, and then I started singing. It was gone. Because it's just a kick drum there. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah he I apologize. Yeah. I, so I apologize. Hey, no, it's okay. You got your, you ne- got your, you got next your time, job back. Next time I'll I know. I forgot I'll... where I was in my story, if it, it even matters. But, uh. Metal. Whatever. We're talking about yeah, metal. metal. We're talking about metal. Yeah, 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 metal. We're talking uh, about metal. My, my, my stint Metallica. Metal. Metallica's metal. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not the new Metallica, but the old Metallica's definitely metal. Right. When you put the orchestra in, same thing with Creed, like on with the arms wide open. You're yeah. like, oh, man, this guitar solo is going to be great. And then it's like. Then all the, they bring in the orchestra. Mm. You're like, Creed oh, that, had an orchestra? On that song, yeah. Hmm. Big old symphony type. And the same thing with Metallica. You know, they did the No Leaf Clover, and uh, they did Nothing Else Matters with an orchestra. I didn't know that. I didn't uh, know. It wasn't on the record, but they did it live, like for the MTV Grammys or, wow. yeah. or something. Yeah. So I think when you put in the orchestra, the metal part. What Whatever happened to that guy, the lead singer of Metallica? He's still they around. Still tour. Is he still around? James Hetfield, man. He's oh yeah. He's the guy who fucked up Napster, right? No, that was Lars. That's the drummer. Hey oh, guys, Lars, uh, okay, Lars yeah. Ulrich here. Yeah, is he still with the band? Yeah, of course. It's his band. Him, it's Kurt. his o- band. It's ultimately his band. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Lars' band. What do you mean by that? It means it's his band. He, he if anything happens, and it's because of him. Really? The only reason there is a Metallica is because of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's the truth. It doesn't happen with many bands. Normally, it's the front guy. Yeah. Uh, like Axl Rose or, or whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, in some bands, you know, like uh, Fall Out Boy, the uh, bass player Pete, you know, the singer don't say much when they do interviews. I didn't know that. Yeah, Pete's like the, this is I'm not my a band. big Fall Out Boy fan, but anyway. The battery right there. Pete is um, the Lars Ulrich of. Oh, we're running, we're running, we're running over their time here. Uh-oh. No, we're not. You guys got a time limit? No, I thought he. He, I thought y'all might. Oh no, no, he's it, Austin. It's down there on the char- on the on the outlet on the wall. See the little black thing. Hey, y'all got a bed for Jared? A bed? Yeah, lay on Jared, the couch. Jared, you want to lay on his couch? No, I'm good, man. Jared, sure? lay on the couch, man. It's comfy. <laughs> I promise, no one's had sex on that in this week. <laughs> but wait till Austin brings his girlfriend back. There's, we got all the cum off the couch. It's, it's clean. <laughs> yeah, they cleaned it. <laughs> There's still a uh, looks like some kind of uh, apparatus to uh, subdue or something there. It's like one of those zip ties. It's oh, just, it's just cut. So oh fuck, Austin! Oh, Austin, you're supposed to get rid of that. He, he slipped up on it. Put it left. Austin, what have here. you done? What have you and Sally been doing? You're gonna, in here? You're gonna get us canceled. What's his name? What's her name? Sally. 
Who? His what girlfriend? Marissa. Marissa. Marissa yeah. Tomei. Yeah, where's Marissa? Oh. Spider-Man Far From Home. She's Spider-Man Far From Home. She's uh, Aunt, May. Aunt May. What? Spider-Man Far From Home. Either. The movie. Yeah. What about it? Marissa Tomei. Oh, that's the actress you were talking is, about. Oh, okay. Is, is uh, Tom oh, Holland's oh, yeah. Aunt May. She's hot. That's right. Now watch My Cousin Vinny. She won the Oscar for My Cousin Vinny. Really? Know. Yeah. When did My Cousin Vinny come out? 90s. Okay. 1990. One of the best movies, man. One of the best movies. Okay. All right. I gave you two dynamite things. movies. All right. And All right. Austin, yeah. look through them computer screens. You too. Okay, buddy? Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Report back. You watch it with your girlfriend. You and Marissa, you're going to watch it. This Melissa? Marissa? Marissa. You and Marissa. If you watch Roadhouse with Marissa, it does have a scene where Patrick Swayze shows his uh, his hind parts. And you might you might lose her. I'm just saying, if you can't compete, because he is real sexy in that movie. Is he, is he not? Yeah, he was. That man is sexy. You know what I mean? Patrick Swayze. You know who Patrick Swayze is? I know who Patrick Swayze is, yeah. Yes, sir. Patrick Swayze coming in hot. And he can dance. And he can, and he can fight. It's a real good movie, man. He comes okay. in. He's, he's the cooler. You know what a cooler is in a bar? No, what's a cooler? The cooler is somebody who comes in. They're supposed to keep the peace. They're, they're the lead of the bouncer, whatever. All the bouncers, they're the head where these bouncers might be like, I'm going to kill you inside. He's like, no. The cooler's like, no. He's always like, take it outside. If they want to fight, don't fight. If, if they if they hit you, whatever, all these things. He says all these things. He says, get it out, take it out, make sure it's outside. Yeah. Get them outside. He's not, he don't want, he don't want to fight, but he can. And when okay. he does, it's lethal. He's really? Bad, bad, bad dude. It's lethal. Bad dude. Yeah. The, the claw. There you oh, go. Oh, shit. You okay. got it. You Is that got it. some kind of like jugular thing with the claw? Or now something? you're feeling it. Okay. Now you're now you're feeling it. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> watch that. And uh, yeah, what was I saying about myself? Metal. Metal. The metal. You I'm have. a metal artist. You don't like metal. You're not a fan of metal. Well, are you, like you fan of hip hop? I do like. I, I grew up listening. So I grew up listening to gospel, like uh, like black gospel. Uh, Mahalia Jackson. You don't know any of these people. Mahalia Jackson. Rance Allen. Uh, little Kirk Franklin, people like that, and then uh, that morphed into uh, R and B, Boys to Men, people like that, and then that kind of morphed into hip hop, which was Beastie Boys at the time. Oh yeah. Um, then Dr. Dre, uh, Snoop Dogg. I actually uh, the night before last, mm-hmm. I was telling some people how when I did that Ice Ice Baby thing, yeah, I actually had two of those old hip hop songs that just live rent-free in my head the lyrics you, you never forget them like i have to look at lyrics i always have my ipad at shows and i'm looking at lyrics to make sure i don't forget them because it's it's the most embarrassing thing ever when you're sitting there singing and you go <laughs> play something cj you know what i mean <laughs> and, uh, and then uh so i have my lyrics all the time so i can always reference but with ice ice baby i never need lyrics for that song because i rap that so much in my head same way with uh, nothing but a G thing, mm. right? So it was uh, it was one of those two songs I was going to do. And I just recently, years later, just now posted the nothing but a G thing version of those two songs. But it was like, uh, 
One, two, three, and two, the four. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. You know we're about to wrap this up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Cause ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Too low, doubt G's going crazy. It's like this and like that and like this and up. It's like that and like this and like that and it's like this And we ain't got no love for those So just chill Till the next episode You see what I'm saying? God damn So I was I was doing a picking thing with that And then I was also doing the, the More Hawaiian type thing With the Ice Ice Baby And I just so happened to choose the Ice Ice Baby And do that So, But at that at this <coughs> group that we first came in we, we just got into town And we went straight to this event At the Anderson House in Tampa or whatever mm-hmm. And uh I was telling them that, that story, and I played a little bit of that, and I was telling them that. So, but that that kind of job with me. But those see those lyrics, you grow up rapping that because I used to ra- actually rap that at karaoke nights at like Shooters in Memphis. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know what karaoke is, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what is it again, Marty? What, what is that? I don't know. That. Uh, karaoke. Carry who? You say uh, Patrick Swayze? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, where I would know Miss Mar- Marissa Tomei from? <laughs> no. <laughs> Karaoke, no. So we would go to the, these these real cowboy, like, country bars, my friends and I, because we were kind of like, we were kind of like troublemakers yeah. back in the day, you know? So we were always looking, if it was, like CJ said, that was actually true. Back then, I was actually a troublemaker, you know, back in those days. So it was like... When he, I forgot you were. It was something to do with my my best friend's uh, little sister because their little sister was in the same grade as him. Something happened, and uh, I don't I, I don't even remember. But he he tells it like I think that's what you told me, right? Yeah, there was it, it was essentially a birthday party, and yeah. somebody had told one of the girls that one either me or my buddy had said something derogatory about the girls, and we didn't. We were just happy to be there, like meeting new people and hanging out. And we knew we knew them, but there was other people there like Marty and Randall and the old, the upperclassmen, you know. So we were excited, but uh, yeah, Marty and, and Randall and them crushed that. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They I'm crushed kidding. that excitement. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it wasn't even a big deal. You know, we got out of there fast. Like I said, I can run faster, <laughs> scared than most people can. Mad. So we, we got out of there quick. It wasn't yeah, that big a deal. Yeah, yeah. We, we got out. Uh, we had to run down a streetcar, mothers. It wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. yeah. My no. 80, 89 Ford Festiva peeling out one tire. <laughs> yeah. Do 75 miles an hour if you turn the air conditioner yeah. off. Yeah. I, I definitely I just still don't remember that. I remember that party, but I don't remember you being at that party at all. But I remember that party. It was in the garage. Yeah. Right? It yeah. could have been anybody, I think. Like, it could have been. It really could have yeah. been at that point. It wasn't per- I didn't take it personal. But we, we've done that a lot. Like, Ronnie and Randall and me, a lot of times we would, we would find people that had either said something wrong to her or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, not to incriminate myself, we would beat them up, you know what I'm saying? Like, Teach them a how lesson. How dare you? You know, it was, it was horrible. How dare you? How dare you talk talk to her like that? But I'm not saying that's the way you are handling looking for reasons to beat the shit out of people. We really were. Yeah. And that's horrible. That's a horrible way. I, I'm ashamed of that uh, in, in my later years. But that was the case uh, back then. So uh-huh. we would, I say that, I preface it to let you know that when we went into this country place this country bar it was all uh you know if you got up to do karaoke it was country music like like old school country music like uh 
Oh, family tradition. Get on me, want to know, Hank, why do you drink? To get drunk. Hank, why do you roll smoke? To get high. Oh, why must you live out the song that you wrote? To get paid. Over and over. Everybody made my prediction. Uh, 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 if I get stoned and sing all night long, it's a family tradition. So, like, you, they want to hear this, right? They want to hear all this. So then I get up, I, I got to tell the guy, I'm like, y'all got nothing but a G thing? He goes, really? I said, yeah, <laughs> nothing but a G thing. And I'm not talking about one, two, three, and two, the four. I'm talking about back. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm talking about. So then that starts playing. Everybody's like, look at this this white dude up here. And like, now what are we about? Like, they're getting, they're they're not, they're a little edgy. Yeah, yeah. But we knew that's what what was our intention. Right. Right? Because we were idiots. So (laughs) we, we really were just idiots. So he's like, let's see what kind of ruckus we can cause. And then, uh, so he gets up there, and then uh, I go, one, two, three, and two, the folks, Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the door, ready to make an entrance, so back on up, because you know we're about to wrap this up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. baby. Too low, out G's going crazy. <laughs> Death Row is the label that pays baby. me. Unfadeable, so please don't try to fade me. me. So then... I'm doing this, and I'm singing the whole thing. Next thing I know, I'm, we're watching these people, and Ronnie and Randall are back there. They're back there in the back going, you know, because it's like it's in, the intent is to cause a ruckus. Yeah. And then you you start seeing these you start seeing these cowboys go, you know, <laughs> and the next thing you know, they're up dancing. <laughs> and they got their, they're all doing it. Right? They got That's their hats off. great. <laughs> and then they're doing this, and I was like, now this ain't going the way we are, but this is cool right here. Right. You know, this. Cooler. This is cool, man. That's so they wanted me to come back all the time at this place. And uh, ended up making friends where it was like a real, it was a moment where the reason I was, to be honest with you, um, my dad, when, when I was growing up, my brother, now you got you got siblings? Yeah. You got a brother? I have a, a stepbrother and a half-sister. Did you fight with your stepbrother? Yeah. Like fist fight? Yeah. Yeah, actually, not like a real fist, not like a real fist fight. We got, we never got into like a legitimate fight, but we got into a lot of fights where there was like wrestling. Yeah, a lot like, of scuffling, a lot of scuffling. Well, me and my brother, we got in fist fights, like legit fist fights. And my dad, this is where this stems from. See, my dad, instead of saying, "Did you ever get in fights with your brothers?" It wasn't no more scuffles. Yeah, like, what did your dad say to you? What was their what was your what was their advice to you? Uh, I mean. When my I have a younger brother, so when, in times where we would get to scuffling around, you know, he'd be like, you know, you know, go outside, and we would wrestle it out, you know. And then, as the big brother, you're trying not to hurt your little brother, but you just want to show him who's boss. Let him know, hey, that ain't cool. That, Marty's dad was like, well, he gave y'all gloves. Yeah, right? y'all put he, he on the boxing gloves. Yeah, he literally said, yeah, y'all, y'all, okay, y'all gonna fight? Put that's, on these boxing that's what gloves. My dad was like, yeah, you you want to fight? Do this. <clears throat> so we, you know, we're boxing. We're literally in there. That's how we think. This is how you handle your problems. Like when me and my brother would get to arguing, be like, get them gloves, get them freaking gloves. <laughs> like, pow, pow, pow. You know, we're just doing it. This turned into a thing where uh, we would box kids from school in our front yard. 
Like it would be like events. Like my brother was very good. He was very really like an actual. He became an actual very talented actual boxer. He could have he could have done it at, at one point because he was actually very skilled. I was just wild. Like yeah. Like when he when we would when we would box, <laughs> he was always like you know standing back. He's taller than me. You know he's like six two. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. uh, he would always stand back and he'd try to be scientific and i'm just like i'm like a bull like you know and then i'm and eventually i just tackle him and try to take him down because i was bigger yeah in size but not taller right so then i could because he would be popping me as i'm coming in like pop (laughs) pop like that and i'm like i get i'm like getting mad you know i'm getting mad so then i just tackle him and i'm the mma in at this point yeah and then i'm winning because i can because i'm I'm heavy Mm -hmm. you know i'm a heavy boy stay down yeah you can't tell it I hide it well, yeah. but I'm a heavy guy. Yeah, you conceal it well. Yeah, I do. Thank you. Conceal yeah. it. I like that. That's one of them. That's one of them. One of them rich boy words. Rich boy words. Yeah. Like conceal. Yeah. No. Um, so when you, I think as a child, it might not affect everybody because it was kind of the same with him and you, right? But it, to me, because of the way my dad reacted to that, I was thinking that's just how you handle problems, right? You fight. If you got a problem, you just you just fight it out. And it was years later. I was like, that ain't how you handle problems, right, man. Right. That's dumb. But anyway, we made friends that night at Shooters instead of enemies, where we were, we thought we was going to make enemies. It just comes from. It really stemmed from boredom. Yeah, you know that type of thing. Just being stupid kids mm-hmm. and being bored. We had fake IDs just like you. We weren't even supposed to be in there. We were underage in that at that time. Really? Yeah, we had fake IDs too. To this day, I still mess up my. <clears throat> social security number because we had fake uh, fake socials <laughs> yeah, yeah i might be a little bit like john boziak <laughs> I'm, I'm more like him than a than i thought but i all i did was change the last number so i would always remember my fake one yeah to this day sometimes i mess up my real one that's hilarious and i asked i have to ask my wife i say what is my is my social is it a is it a, a two or a three at the end what's the whole thing though <laughs> Yeah, what's, Yo, the whole what's thing? The whole th- Hey, I got life lock. At least she's got it. At least she has the. She, uh, she knows she it. Knows, uh, she got the social. She knows it. So, anyway, um, Roadhouse. We should pipe some music in here, and you should do. Uh, we should cover it as long as we don't get copyright striked. Like, like pull it, like play it through that's the headphones. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. I what, need to. What song should we do? I need to figure out how to whitelist your channel. Um, oh. Before you post it, when are you posting this? I'll post it like next week, or I can wait if it takes you longer. Let just let me. Uh, I'll give you my number before I leave here, okay. and you can text me kind of your time frame. I'm going to get on the horn and try to whitelist. Uh, we got this song. I, I I really would love for you to play this song. Uh, CJ, there was a tornado that came through uh, Nashville. Okay. Last year, mm-hmm. Last and March. this tornado destroyed his ha- his house and his cars what? and everything. He's inside the house, and his family's in a closet, and he's holding the door shut, right? And his tornado is destroying, taking the roof off his house. What? Yeah, and uh, and then we're all over there. Everybody's over there the next day. <clears throat> like we're we're trying to help him get his whatever stuff remains. We're trying to help him get it to a storage shed. And it's just pandemonium over there traffic's back there. Everybody's trying to get their stuff out of their house. The cops are like, you, you got to have ID to get in this neighborhood, all this type of stuff. It's just wild. And, um, uh, so as I'm driving back home, this melody comes to me, uh, cause I'm thinking about, man, what that would have been like. Like I ain't never lived through no storm like that, but sitting there worried about my family and, and this thing's literally 
ripping the roof off and stuff, and I'm I'm sitting there holding the door shut, and I'm thinking, what man, that'd be crazy. Like you'd never forget that. And I go, I'm just driving. I got the phone up to me going, I remember hearing all the noises, all the screams coming from the voice. Alarms went off and we all hid. My heartbeat pounding out of my rib. Look up to the sky and I pray for grace. God, please protect my family from an early grave. Looking all around at the aftermath. Holding on tight to the ones I had. So I'm doing that in my phone. And I go, man. And that just came out just like that, right? Immediately. Yeah. It's like God just put that on me because I was just thinking about, and I wonder what. I don't know if it was the whole thing, but whatever. Was it the whole? Was that that whole part that I sent you the first time? Yeah, I think it was like that whole first. That was the course. I just that came to me. I sent it to him. I go, man. I said, you need to write this song with me because he's a genius of music, and he says, I, <laughs> man, yeah, I want to like now. Let's do it now. And so the next day, I went to his house. He got on the piano and we wrote that song in that day. Really, it was that day, yeah. That's and wild. It's called the storm, and it's on my new. It's off my new album. My new album's not out yet, but that song's out. So I want y'all to play that. Yeah, and then I want to try to, but I want to make sure that you don't get a copyright strike. Okay. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait till we release it then. Yeah. What um? How big was the tornado? It was uh like was a what was the F three? F three. Fuck. It was a. It it spanned over like ninety miles. It started in Nashville, went through East Nashville, uh, hopped and skipped, and went along the interstate, Interstate Forty, and just kept going east. So it was, we had people fifteen miles away from our house that had our pictures, pictures from what? our house, like pictures that were in our shed of my wife when she was a kid. And they're like, does anybody know these people on Facebook? You know, mm. and that's fifteen miles. Like straight, um, you know, we got extremely lucky to make it. And how much know, damage did it actually do to your house? It took our roof off. Uh, we had a giant two car garage behind our house that had all our stuff in it, and uh, that went like across the street into my neighbor's yard. The whole building just kind of picked up and spun around, and then parted. Um, we had blocks. On our, on our foundation under our house that just pulverized, exploded. What happens in a tornado is your house gets racked, and it's like this. And the pressure of your, uh, the pressure that's going on is shaking your house, you know. So, like, all our windows broke, and uh, a big chunk of our roof was off. We didn't really know on the inside. And our, my, she was two at the time, my youngest, Caitlin, said, Mommy, raining. They were in the closet. And so the water was coming in, like the rain, so... We got them out, went into the hallway, stayed on a mattress for about 20 minutes and tried to gather up what we could. And then actually a neighbor, um, I met a neighbor. I went next door to check on an elderly couple. And there was a neighbor there who was a nurse. And she says, oh, my gosh, they said you have kids. Are you guys okay? Do you need somewhere to go? And I was like, let me talk to my wife. So I went inside and asked her. And, um, you know, she agreed. We packed up a quick suitcase of, of what we could, pajamas and whatever. And we walk out the front door, and the girl, her name is Joanna Smith, the girl that I saw at the neighbor's house knew my wife. They had swimming lessons. Our kids took swimming lessons from the same place, and we didn't know it. We just moved into this house, like at Christmas. So we didn't know any of our neighbors. It was like, it was so wild. And now we know all of our neighbors. Now we're all like, 
we're all tight. It's amazing you know? what a fucking catastrophe like that will bring people together, huh? It's incredible. Yeah. And not to mention, he had a <clears throat> an old seventies house or something like that, right? Our house was built in nineteen sixty nine. Sixty nine. Which is probably a big reason why we made it. You know, they don't build houses like they used to yeah. unless you really, really watch and make sure they Right. Do what they're supposed to, and uh, I don't think that was bearing it. Like, if a tornado wants to take the house, it takes the house. It don't matter if it's built, if building, uh, you know, fifties, sixties. If that tornado would have, if God wouldn't have, if, if God wanted that house gone, it's gone. Like, it's, and that's the thing with tornadoes too. They're so they're like not that big. Mm. Well, if it's an F five, an F five. I mean, yeah, what's the biggest big. a tornado? I think gets? it's F five. That's Isn't the it? that, like, what's the widest it gets. Uh, F5, ain't it? Well, the F5 correlates to the wind speed. So we had like right. 130, 140 mile winds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they said that ours was 800 feet wide. 800 feet wide. 800 feet. That, so that's not that fucking wide. I mean, like that, three, that thing, whatever that thing takes out, I mean, is got to be, you got to be really fucking unlucky to be right in the path of that thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think, I think that it's not just being in the path of it it's also it's slowing stuff you know there's stuff like it'll pick up trucks and just chunk them into your house so it's not just hey i'm in the path of it it's hey i was in the path of this cow it threw on my house and the scariest part is there's no i mean how much of a warning did you have for the tornado zero zero you had no idea we uh went to bed like any other night um we my wife was in bed it's like 12 45 she's hear something there's a siren she's like why is there an ambulance in our neighborhood and then she hears it again and then she's like cj get up and i got up and for some reason my shoes were there by the bed i put my shoes on and then our house alarm ads security me 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 as red as your curtains it wouldn't normally you can like hit like okay i'm here or whatever it didn't do anything just beep 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 so uh it was it was really really fast what was that on the alarm was that a tornado warning it said, "Take cover now." Really? Yeah. Oh my god! So that that uh, that alarm company was like the go, hide, get, you know. And my yeah. wife, my wife was really upset and frantic. And I grew up, we grew up in Arkansas, so yeah. we're, you know, we've tornado alley. In, yeah, we've hunkered yeah. in the in the hallways, and I've watched a tornado, you know, two miles away. Like, <clears throat> really? It's, it's not like it's not a big deal, but you take way more precaution than you actually have a result. Right, and so when I, you grow up doing it too, like so much, yeah, like because you're always like there were so many tornado warnings in Arkansas where we grew up, all the time. Every every summer you got tornado warnings, and then there's like you hear the sirens. Y'all have tornado sirens here? I don't think I've ever heard a tornado siren. Yeah, well they used to we test have hurricanes them. here. Yeah, they used to test the tornado sirens every Friday, mm-hmm. and the and you would hear this. Oh, that's a tornado. Yeah, siren. and it would it would this this massive. It's like the Mayday siren, like the yeah, like yeah, the one you see in like the fucking Doomsday movie. It's, it's yeah. what it felt like. Yeah. So then, after you, when you hear that thing going off, if it ain't Friday, you should test it on Friday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they would test it. So on Friday, you go okay, they're just testing it. So heaven forbid a, a tornado come on Friday when they're you're like, ah, hey, no big deal, they're just right. testing it. But when you heard that thing, growing up as a boy, you was like, okay. It's time we we need we need to really take cover. So we'd either be at the lowest room in the house, the middle room in the house, Bathtub, and when you do this so much over the over time, it almost you almost become numb to it. Yeah. So you're like nothing ever happens. You're my you're like my, my dad and I. We would still be watching TV in the living room with the door wide open, watching the storm outside. 
Mm-hmm. You know, not even taking cover. We'd just be like, yeah, it's all tornadoes coming. Yeah. It ain't going to hit here. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because you just, you've done it so much. But, and I'm sure that's how you were. <coughs> 100%. I wanted to look out the window. I'm like walking to the back. Uh, we had a, a back door that went on a porch, and my wife was just screaming, like, to get back and get away. And, and I mean, it was like that. I mean, I just got back to the hallway and sat down and put my back against the the wall uh, or the, my back against the door of the closet that they were in and I put my feet on the door frame of the bathroom across the hall and I just held it shut and I had a mattress over me and it was you know exactly what you would expect the loudest sound the loudest sound you've ever heard in your life and uh you had your kids you know, with you too my kids and my wife were in the closet it okay. was a little 69 so little closets little bathrooms uh it was a tiny space yeah we got them shoved in there i couldn't fit okay big boy fuck Uh, man but but we made it that's the craziest thing we made it you know god has blessed us abundantly uh through this i have a brand new house brand new nice house i mean it's paid for it Insurance was uh, huge. Really? Huge, huge, huge. It didn't your, isn't your payment the same, though, for this brand new house? The crazy thing is that it didn't affect our mortgage. So the That's house, amazing. So the house that we bought, you know, we bought for a certain amount of money, and this house that we have now is worth a lot more than that, but our bank and everything is still the same. That's so incredible. You, that's, like, that's a, I don't hear those kind of stories very often. Yeah, and it's, you don't. It's Should really Banks not. and insurance companies doing the right thing? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And we, that don't happen. We fought for it. You know, my wife yeah. uh, My wife used to work in insurance, so she knows and, and she knows how to navigate the situation. And, uh, I mean, you don't know how to navigate that situation, but she had inside, you know, working in that industry, you figure out, like, she knew exactly how much we were insured for, exactly how much we were you know, supposed to be getting. Yeah. Uh, when they when they did the uh, foundation, the structural engineer came and inspected our foundation and found out that, you know, your house isn't okay to be built on. You know, the insurance company wants to save as much money. They want right. you to rebuild it, rebuild it just like this. It's going to be cheaper. <clears throat> but when the foundation's compromised, you you have no choice. Mm. And then you're dealing with <clears throat> the city that you live in and all their zoning stuff right. too. So it's been a ride. It's been a heck of a year. You know, but, I was just in a church uh, last. Sunday, and the preacher was talking about Noah and the flood, and he goes, "There's life after the storm, mm-hmm. right?" And I just, I just thought about that because it's, it's so life true. after the storm is better than it was before it. Mm. It is because it wasn't just. Here's the thing: it wasn't just the fact that now he's got a brand new house. It also that uh, uh, combined with COVID really reset you because you were he was literally on the road. He was always gone. Like, I mean, always gone from, from his wife and children. Yeah. So all those things where most musicians look at it as, it's the worst, man. Like, I'm this. He kind of said, man, I'm kind of thankful that now I'm, I'm actually spending more time with my family than I ever was, which that's the reason I never signed a record deal. <laughs> really? Because they want you to be on the road touring mm, all the time. Money. Right. Yeah, so I said, well, I'm not. I'm grown now, mm-hmm. so I'm. That's why I said when at the beginning of the show, I said, uh, I had family members that told me I couldn't sing, right? So, circling back, that that was the reason why I hit, that that would help me back, and that was a good thing because I already had kids when I started actually getting a little little support. So, when he now he 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 knows. 
he he's living the life that that I've always from when I first started this thing have always said that's what I'm that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm not going to I'm not yeah, I will I will quit music before I choose music over my family. Right, right. That won't happen. No. Mm-hmm. I'll work in a factory or whatever. Nothing against factory factory work mm-hmm. because somebody's got to do that, you know what I mean? That's fuck I guess got to fuck people up psychologically, especially from a young age, just always being on the road, just being around these fucking old manager, old people telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I hate old people. Yeah, me too. Especially yeah. when I mean it's got to be so fucking weird when you're like a little kid. <laughs> You know I don't what? hate old people. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. I, I love old people. I have old people in my family. You're canceled. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. He's like he's gonna cut it out. That's gonna be repl- playing over and over. That's gonna be the clip. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna put that as a stinger. Yep, yep. Marty's saying I hate old people. You're gonna be right there next to Marilyn Manson. Canceled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right there, man. I'm right up there with him. <laughs> um. What was I going to say? No, we get crazy fucking hurricanes over here. Like, we had a couple of years ago, one of the scariest hurricanes that I've uh, experienced was Hurricane Irma. I don't know if you remember Hurricane Irma. But it was a Category 5. It went right up through Puerto Rico <clears throat> um, and literally came straight up the center of Florida. And uh, it was a cat- the strongest hurricane, like the strongest it gets. And it came right up the center. And it was, like, literally headed right for this town right over this building basically like was that the one that they said was coming in a weird direction that they there was one that came through came to florida that they said uh was going a different flying it going blowing a different way than normal like it was they they normally come from the uh, the east coast right they normally come from the yeah they come from like the atlantic ocean over by like africa is where they form yeah and, and then they the said there was one that was coming the opposite coming from the West Coast area, like not only the West no, Coast. No, this wasn't that. I don't think this was that one. But yeah, I know what you're talking. Some of them come from like, the, Yuc- the Yucatan. No, this wasn't that one. Yeah, this one came from like the like the deep Atlantic, and it was like really, it was massive in scale, and it was also like the strongest hurricane we've had since like Andrew. Which took I do it. remember this one. This was the one that people were evacuating. Oh, bro, it was like yeah, everybody. This place was a ghost town for yes. like two weeks. Did you evacuate? No, hell no. I was Look like you guys with the because exactly. I, de- I, I grew up here. Right, I've been desensitized. Okay, me and my friends growing up in high school. Whenever <laughs> hurricanes come, we're, the bridges all shut down. We all hop on our surfboards and paddle across the intercoastal and go over to the beach so we could go out in the ocean and surf. You know what I mean? When the hurricane, when the waves are really wow. Big. Mm. But meanwhile, because this town is so full of snowbirds and people moving down here from up north, half the half the fucking population down here is on the highway trying to get out of Florida. And it's mm. literally, it was like, it was like something out of a fucking it's pandemonium. Yeah, it was insane. And we were just, and you like, were just out there surfing. And then at the very end, like the day before it's supposed to hit, it's like, this thing's not, I'm like, it'll, it'll calm down. It's not going to hit us. It never hits us. It always weakens when it hits land. And then it didn't. It was still a category five and it was coming right out. I was like, fuck. It's probably the most scared I've ever been for in a, you were in actually, a hurricane. You were actually scared. I was, it was the first time I've ever been scared. You thought you were going to die? I thought, I thought <clears throat> our roof was going to blow off. Mm. And the worst part, but luckily we had this like big. I built this uh, poured concrete countertop in the middle of my house in my kitchen. You got under that, so we were like, "Fuck!" If, it, if worst comes to worst, we could get underneath this concrete countertop. If the house blows away, this countertop's not moving. So uh, that's the only thing we had. Luckily, it didn't rip. Did the you get off. under it though? No, we didn't. <laughs> Almost, it wasn't going to work. The last very good second, for you. the the hurricane <laughs> went off to the right. The last second went through Orlando, like a like an hour east of here. Wow! So we got lucky. But yeah, uh, hurricanes you, reach Orlando. Yeah, bro. Orlando's not by the beach. Orlando's in the middle of the state. I know. 
Hurricanes went. It that went would right. be more like a storm, wouldn't it? Like because we—that's where tornadoes come from—is from the, you know, the fronts and the the that sometimes the, the hurricanes. You know, they 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 tropical storms. Whatever. That's what causes like the storms we get. But it's not called a hurricane at that point. Yeah, they well, still call it a hurricane in Orlando. Yeah, the hurricane. Yeah, it's a hurricane. I think it's the hurricane is defined by like the strength and the size of it, mm-hmm. and it's it can go. The hurricanes usually they like fizzle out and die after they've been on land for hundreds of miles. Okay. Florida's like 200 miles wide or something like that. Yeah. So it could hurricane go right across Florida right and hit across. the other coast and still be a hurricane. I didn't know that. I just yeah. I thought that it, the hurricane it was only called a hurricane when it hit land, right where it hit land. So like right on the the, the coastal regions, that's the hurricane. Then when it gets past that, it turns into storms. That's no. what I thought. No, it's but I, I mean I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a weatherman. Like yeah. That. You know what I'm saying? I thought you were a weatherman. Nah, I mean, I know you said that when I came in. You said he's either a weatherman, a tow truck driver, or a lawyer. You remember? I remember you saying that. Yeah. And uh, let's play the song. Let's play the song. Play the song. Let's do it. Storm. The is storm. It, is this it right here? That's it. I remember hearing all the noise. All the screams coming from the voice. Alarms went off and we all hear a heartbeat pounding out of my rear. Look up to the sky and I pray for grace. God, please protect my family from an early grave. Looking all around at the aftermath, holding on tight to the ones I had. Holding on tight to the ones I had. I could think about it for a long time. Ponder everything that could have happened in my mind. But instead, I'm looking into my baby's eyes. There's a lot of is this actual footage can't say that of the aftermath. Yeah. He and I rode around. I just filmed it. Came through the night when we were lost in dreams. Pray for me. I make my own. I make videos now, and they're a lot better than they're all about that bass. I'm not saying they're the best, but they're better. All the screams coming from the voices. Alarms went off, and we all hear. My heart beat pounding out of my wrist. Look up to the sky, and I pray for grace. God, please protect my family from an early grave. Looking Whoa. all around at the aftermath. Holding on tight to the ones I had. Here we go again with another day. All these people showing love in a million ways. While all around the world they pray for self gain. I'm on my knees, thankful for amazing grace. I just know it could have turned out very differently as I dig through all the rubble, wreckage, and debris. Pray for me, cause things are not exactly how they seem. I'm trying to be strong and be a rock, but in my head I scream. I remember hearing all the noises, all the screams coming from the voices. Alarms went off and we all hear. My heart beat pounding out of my rear. Look up to the sky and I pray for grace. God, please protect my family from an early grave. Looking all around at the aftermath. Holding on tight to the ones I had. The storm makes us stronger. Where did you guys shoot this? Nashville. I mean, where were, what was the building you're in? That's actually at the top of a bank. Oh, okay. Yeah. They had a grand piano on the top of the mic for real. Together, forever. 
storms ahead. The storm makes us stronger. Hell yeah. That was fucking awesome, man. Thanks, brother. I love I that. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's uh that's the new single that came out. There's that one and then uh Picture. The song called Picture is actually a hip hop song. Really? Yeah, on my new album. How many songs are on the album? I have about twenty five songs that I want to put on it, but I want yeah. to probably narrow it down to about fourteen. That's why it's it's been supposed to come out two years ago. Really? Yeah. It was supposed to come out two years ago, but it's yeah, it's money. <laughs> yeah, it takes money to get stuff recorded. Yeah, and then you, then you you end up spending a lot of money. I spent I don't know three hundred dollars on a drum track that I don't really? want to use now on several different versions of a drum track. That I'm not happy with you mm-hmm. know, and so I don't even want to use it. So I just at this point I probably won't use a drum track at all. But I still spent that money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So stuff like that happens, and you, it really eats into your budget, right? You know, and because you then you got to figure out how to, because it does no good just to make an album. People think, well, man, you need to make an album. Well, I got three albums. You know, you look up Marty Ray Project everywhere. There's albums all over the place. Yeah. But you got to have you got to have a way to market it. You got to have money to market an album. Right. Yeah. So, and that's why that's really one of the main reasons. Uh, that I started my podcast again because you know how long you been podcasting? Uh, about two years. Two years. Yeah, I was podcasting in two thousand seven. Fuck. Are before you Joe Rogan. Before no all those people. No way. Yes, sir. I, I mean, I haven't been doing it this whole time, but back then, my goal. I saw podcasting, and I go, "This right here is the wave of the future." Back then, radio got podcasting got no respect back then, but there was very few podcasts. I would try to get these guests to come on the show, and they, I'd be like, "You want? To, I'd, I'd like to have you on my podcast." And they'd be like, "A pod? What? What's that?" I'm what does like, that even mean? It's a weird word, isn't it? Yeah, podcast. Yeah, pod. Where the fuck did that come from? That's a good question. Like, where did that come from? Did Maybe it, it begin in a, in a pod? That might be where Was it came the from. IPod out there? I don't know. Did the iPod come out in in, in uh, before oh seven? Austin, oh, when yeah. the iPod come out? Like probably two thousand. I bet it did come out. I bet that is what it came from. Probably, right? Yeah, surely. Huh? 2001. 2001. 2001. I don't know when <laughs> podcasting started, 100%, but it wasn't it wasn't long. It wasn't it started just a just a shade before I started podcasting because back then it was hard to find a podcast. If you wanted to hear a podcast, it was hard to find it. And uh, we were doing the show, and uh, it was kind of like the show we do now, which is called the Marty Ray Project Chats. Yeah, and uh, it's it's, just, it's a lot. It's just a, a lot like this. Okay. The same, same. Where do you post it? Everywhere. Everywhere. Okay. Same way you do. Okay. Right? You post yours everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we we did that, but even we did it back then too. But there wasn't as many places. There right. was like, I think there was just like two or three places that you would post a podcast, and Apple was. The biggest place, the only right. still is, right? And it's the only place you really cared about back then. So, but back then, anybody that posted a new podcast, they were put on. If you if you gave a good eight weeks, that you were put on the the uh, new and noteworthy for podcasts back then, right? So I had we had good success right out the gate 
because we were like some of the only people doing it back then. And uh, actually had Darius Rucker on. Uh, yeah, that's very rude of you to yawn like Ooh. that. He's falling asleep. Golly. It's a long one. Sorry I'm boring you. <laughs> Kept me up all night, Marty. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we had Darius Rucker come on back then. I had to I had to make him think. I, I was I was when I was thinking about doing it. At first, we were calling it something, and and then I changed it because I got tired of explaining to people what a podcast was. I was like, it's it's like radio, but it's not radio. And they would go, oh, it's radio. I'm like, no, it's not radio. It, they're like, oh, I don't want to do that then. I'm, I only do radio shows. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. So then I changed the name, and I called it Mim Nash Radio. That was the name of the podcast. So the, it would fool people, and it did. It worked. People thought it was a radio station. That's pretty genius. <laughs> And I was able to get guests, like big-time guests, really? like, like Darius Rucker. You know who Darius Rucker is, I'm, I'm yeah, hoping. I know who Darius Rucker is. Hootie and the Blowfish. Yep. So I was able to get him on. That was actually the first concert I ever went to in my whole life. Wow. Was you at college? No, I was like probably like six years old. My dad brought me. Wow. So you still a fan? Uh, I, haven't, I, saw, I haven't listened to him in a long time, but I'll always be a fan of Hootie and the Blowfish. Nice. Yeah, I like Darius Rucker a lot. Had his number for a long time. Used to text him randomly until he blocked me. What? Stop. From the that's true, that's true. I had his number in my phone for a long time, and uh, because of that podcast years ago, I just had his number, and he just lived there. I didn't text him a lot, <laughs> but every now and then I would bring it up. Like now, if, if I had his number right now, I'd text him. I'd be like, "What's up, bro?" <laughs> and I would show you that, or I would call him like like. With Burt Kreischer. You know who Burt Kreischer is? Yes. Yeah. So he was on my podcast. Really? And, yeah. And this is a f- hilarious story about how that came about. And it was it was because I'm very persistent. Yeah. If I want somebody on my show. So right. he uh he he ended up following me on Instagram. And so then I just kept on <laughs> at first I sent him one message and I said, Hey man, I'm a big fan of your comedy. I'd love to have you on my podcast. And now that's an OG podcaster. Right. Burt Kreischer. Right, right. So he goes, Oh, I'd love to. And I said, all right, well, how about this date, right? I gave him a right, date. Right, And then didn't hear nothing. <laughs> and I was like, and then that went on for, I was like, question mark. Then I sent this emoji. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sent this emoji right here. Then I sent another one. Yeah. Then this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm sending these 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 messages. And then he, he actually reads. I said, read some of those because this went on for a year. Mm-hmm. A year I was sending these messages every month going, this is the the Mar- monthly Marty message. Monthly Marty. Monthly Marty. I said, uh, we'd love to have you on. I still love you. I know you're busy. You said you'd be on. Please, mm-hmm. please uh, let Where, us know. Was he like reading them? You know how you can see if they he read it? He was reading them. Oh, really? He's yeah. not responding. He's just not responding. And then he, he would respond occasionally. Like it would go um, three months, and then he would say, uh, we're supposed to be. And he would say, it wasn't that he just wasn't uh, interested. Mm-hmm. He actually was interested, but that's a busy dude, man. Like mm-hmm. you got it's, that guy's got three Netflix specials, uh, a Netflix show. He's got uh, four podcasts, I believe he does. Four podcasts. He's got he's got Bert Bill, uh, Two Bears One Cave. Well, maybe three and Bert Cast, and I think there's one more, but I can't remember the last. Maybe it's just three. Then he's got that big show now, game show on TBS. Does he really? Yeah, wow. called Go Big. So he's a busy dude. It's yeah. not like he's not busy. And he was touring the country. And then one time he, he messaged me back. He goes, hey, we're we're uh, coming to Memphis. We're going to be in Memphis. And I was like, well, we need to. No, no it wasn't. He didn't say we're coming to Memphis. I said, I said, I see you're coming to Memphis. Mm. Uh, 
I'm from Memphis. Let's uh, do the show while you're there. Do the podcast while you're there. And uh, didn't hear nothing back. So then eventually he says, I'm supposed to be playing at the, the Ryman in Nashville. I said, okay, let's do it. It's it. He, he goes, and then he says, in Asheville. I said, you mean Nashville? And he goes, uh, and he didn't respond. I said, you mean Nashville again? And I said, Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Did you listen to it? Uh, no, you didn't hear that one. Wait, so, the story or the podcast? No, no the, the the podcast the episode. Yeah, I listened with Bert. To the episode. It so was Bert gets on, and at, this was, happened for a year. This was a whole year, and Bert finally got on. And uh, I said, read some of those messages. So he read through the messages. He was dying. He said, <laughs> I, he said, I feel like I know you. He said, I feel like he said, you know what it's like? It's like getting to know your neighbor. I said, can I adopt you as my cousin? And he said, a hundred percent, I'll do that. Right? <laughs> and so it's just like that's the that's the thing is. Uh, now Bert's cool though, yeah. Is he, he? He's very cool. Where's he from? Where's he live? He's from. I think he's from here, from Florida, from Tampa. Really? I yeah, I think so. I can't remember. Isn't he from Tampa? Yeah, he's from Tampa. Wow. Because him and Mike Calta were friends. Or like what? Friends. Yeah. Holy shit, that's insane. Yeah, because we were talking about that on the show. Matter of fact, Mike, Mike, when I when he uh, vetted me, he because uh, I didn't know we that wasn't planned to be on that show. Right. That came. How did that get set up? This guy, the I didn't know anything about the Mike Calta show. Right, right. It's a, uh, it's a big famous show around here. Right, I knew that. I know that now. But the uh, club owner at Side Splitters, where we did the show, yeah. Um, apparently Mike was just going to his needed. He needed. He needed a guest, so he he goes. He gets a lot of the comedians from there. Okay, because it's a comedy club. Right, and he sees this bearded guy sitting there with a guitar, you know, doing whatever, and he goes. I don't. This is, this is a. I don't know if this is a comedian or what is this. Yeah. He looks me up and he goes, he goes, huh, Marty Ray, and then he sees uh, where Bert Kreischer <laughs> was on my my podcast. Yeah, and he calls Bert or he texts Bert. He said he texts Bert. He says, "Hey, uh, Marty Ray project." He said yada yada yada, and then Bert. He said Bert called him immediately and he goes, "You'll love it. <laughs> you'll you'll love it." He said, "Do it." He goes, "Okay, okay." So then I get a thing, and, and the Brian from the club, he says, he says uh, you're going to be on uh, Mike Calter's show at 9 o'clock in the morning, before the, the day of the show, which was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, okay. So yeah. I, I figured, to be honest with you, I figured, oh, here's a radio show, a little radio show. Hopefully I'll sell some tickets from it. And uh, then when I said it at the first event, I was supposed to be on some show called Mike Calter's show or something. I didn't even know how to say his name. And they were like, Mike Calta show or whatever. How, how do you say it? Calta. Calta. Okay. Calta, like California. Yeah. <clears throat> so they said Mike Calta show. He's, that's a huge show. He's that's a huge show. That's what they said. So wow. Okay. So we go to the, you know go to his mansion, and we do his uh, his show because he's doing it out of his house. You know? Really. And I was like, I didn't know DJ's. He's made got a this mansion. One. It's pretty big. Really. Pretty big house. Yeah. Pretty big house. On the water. <laughs> not even on the water. It's not on the water. Might have his own lake back there behind it. He's got well, he's got his own swimming pool, indoor swimming pool back there. What? Damn. Yeah, yeah. Radio. I didn't know where. I didn't know radio guys still made that kind of money. Besides Howard Stern, I didn't know that either. That's that's what I'm saying. Well, they got a podcast too. Everybody's got a podcast Everybody now. Has a fucking podcast now. Yeah. Right. Back when I've started, nobody. The radio podcast. stations they they look down on podcasts. They still do probably. No, not now because they're all they're well, all got their podcasts. Howard, Howard's the one who looks down on podcasts. He probably does. Howard fucking shits on podcasts. You know Howard Stern show. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Howard Stern, but his show 
is the one that made me growing up. That's that was actually one of my dreams growing up. I was like, I want to have a talk show like that. Really? Yeah. Like I want to do that. I want to bring people in and say, Hey, play a little something for me. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Get to know people. Yeah. And they want to do that. And I get to do that for a living. That was like my dream more than music to do that. Interesting. Yeah. Because of, I seen that the, I think I watched private parts, the movie. Yeah. And after that, I was like, I want to do that, man. I want to, <laughs> I want to do what he does. I'm, and I don't even listen to his show even now. I, I didn't. I've listened to a few things on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do like the. I, I like how he's. I don't know. It's uh, he's very shocky. Like he, he'll. It's like a shock moment. Yeah, he's very blunt about things. Yeah, like, and he does everywhere. like he when in that movie they talk about where he. Uh, what was it about his wife? She had she had like a miscarriage or something remember that yeah he goes on the air and just starts making light of it Mm -hmm. and then i think i think they get a divorce after that Yeah, i think so yeah man i was like this this is crazy i didn't want to do nothing like that but i was like it's crazy that what the the links that he'll go to for his show yeah you know what i mean but i wanted to always be able to i've always wanted to be able to do that so that's why i fell in love with podcasting Mm -hmm. because i didn't have to go through the radio terrestrial radio I said I can I can make a podcast right now, mm-hmm. and before I did mine, Jared was actually podcasting before me. Really? Yeah, this guy right back here. Come here, Jared. Gonna... Yeah, come, come on, Jared. Come over here, Jared. Tag in. Yeah, CJ's getting boring anyway. CJ's get, he's getting tired. Is what he's. Okay. He didn't get any sleep last night. He, he wants to answer these texts. <laughs> There's a bunch of texts going on. Yeah, Jared. Jared's. I think he got over his hangover. He just went out there and vomited. Did, did you really? I yeah. did. The, yeah, really? right, right in your, right in your walkway. Well, it's awesome. so nice that there's a ditch right here, so I can it's just, perfect, uh, you right? know, I can do whatever yeah. I need. Perfect. This man. is a, this is a podcasting OG right here, dude. Really? For real, yeah. He I used to have how many podcasts? You used to have? Um, I have been a part of at least six podcasts. Six podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Six. He's got two. He's got two now. You you make films? And that's all. I'm also a filmmaker. Yeah. Really? How'd you get into that? Um, I actually went to Full Sail down here. Did you really? Yeah. I tried to get, uh, it was too expensive for me. It was like 80 grand for tuition. Yeah, I could have been a doctor for uh, the <laughs> yeah. that I spent to yeah. be a, Did you pay uh, that money back yet? Uh, no. no. I don't know. <laughs> Did you not? No, no hell no. no. You no still paying on that? Oh, yeah, pays that back. Really? That's so fucked up. And, uh, you know, my what par- year did my you graduate? My parents me a lot. So, I mean, uh, 2006. 2006. That's the year I graduated high school. Oh, God. No. Golly, man. You still paying on that loan, bro? Yeah, man. How many years was that? And, like, you know, he's talking about that price, but then, you know, there's no dorms, so you pretty much have to, uh, you know, get an apartment. And school is at really weird times, so it's really hard. No scholarships or nothing? No scholarships. At Full Sail? Well, I wasn't smart enough to get a scholarship anyways. Did they uh, give scholarships (laughs) at Full Sail? I think so. They they probably do now, yeah. Now, do you know how much you still owe on the loan? I don't. I just try not to look at it. (laughs) How much do you estimate it might be? Uh, um, I... But that I still owe? Yeah. It's got to be in the $30,000 range. Golly. And that was how many years ago? Uh, 2006, 2006. But uh, I, uh, like I said, I spent well over $100,000 because, like I said, you had to uh, you had to get lodging and food and all that. And because uh, the crazy schedule of the school, you, you couldn't really work, you know. And there's so, no way to be forgiven of that debt. Oh, no. Oh, no, no fucking way. That's bad, man. And then what's bad about that? Because if you're a doctor, you know that there's a light coming at the end of the time. Right, right. At some point, you're like, hey, bring on the debt. Yeah. Let it be $300,000. I don't care because I'm about to be making that in a year. Yeah. With him, you don't know. You don't no. know what you're going to be making. <laughs> no. You know no. what I'm saying? You go, on that, you go into that type of degree, you have no clue if you're gonna, how much you're going to make, when you're going to make it, especially if you're doing it. Like, like I'm, I'm independent. He's independent. He's, he's doing it on his own. Uh, so... 
What's what's the name of your company? Uh, Flash Forward Films in Memphis, Tennessee. Flash, Flash Forward, Forward Films. Films. I feel like I've heard of that. Well, he just started no, no, the just new started, one. But you I, might have I, heard of his old yeah, one. Yeah, I uh, I did. Um, which we're not going to talk about that one. We're not talking like, about the uh, old one. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, I did a search. So I think I do own that name. <laughs> I got the dot com. So nice. Hopefully. So do you all all you like all independent stuff yourself, or do you do? Uh, I'm do a you freelancer mostly. Okay. So, uh, but I'm trying to get my own projects up and going. But I, I'm a director of photography, so I I, I shoot stuff. You know. So cool. and I also do uh, color grading, but yeah. editing, and I mean, of course, you have to know everything. Of we're in such a small market that yeah. it's pretty much a, a lot of one man band stuff. So I go out and just do set up and do sound and everything, just for like corporate interviews. But uh, our bread awesome. and butter is music videos. You really? want to see? You want to see the first big music video we did? Yeah. Pull up. Uh, All my friends are bearded. All my friends are bearded. Yeah. You ever heard of Twenty One Pilots? What's it called? Twenty One Pilots. You heard of that band? No. You heard the song, uh, All My Friends Are Heathens, You Take It Slow. I think I have heard that, yeah. Yeah, it's from Suicide Squad. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So I changed it to All My Friends Are Bearded. And we did that video. And there was a lot of people saying, this is better than the than the uh, original video. You get that a lot. Four million views on this. Yeah. Oh, fuck. There we go. You shot this? Yeah, yeah he shot this one and edited it. This is at the uh, uh, Missouri Jeff- State Penitentiary, Jefferson the deadliest Penitentiary. 40 acres in in the history of uh, America. Uh, m- more people died in that prison from a... Death row there? Yeah. They had well, there's a riot. Chamber. There was a riot there, too. All my friends are bearded, you should know. <laughs> Hashtag never shave All that writing on that wall, he put digital. in there. It's all digital. You have a shaved See death row, that's death row, but it's it's actually death row for beards in my video. <laughs> He's an abandoned prison? Yeah. It's a museum. Now. Well it's a museum now. And they were really cool, man. They just let us go. They like, you know, gave us free reign. They've asked wow. us to come back. That's fucking sick. They've asked us to come back several times. They've they've asked me to come back. Now this one, if you play this one, you might have to just make them look this one up because yeah. this one's tricky to get the because uh, this is actually a recreation of. So this gets copyrighted. Well, I mean, I still make money on this because yeah. I, I recreated it from ground up. I'm not using their track; it's still my sound recording. Right, but you, I don't think you would get flagged. But you, it would. There would definitely be some monetization sharing. Sharing is what right. I'm saying. Yeah, gotcha. Wow, that's sick! I and love that. Track that. Is that's high. a sick shot. Yeah, which one was that? that one too? The one where he's playing in front of everybody, oh, sitting yeah. on the chairs. That's my little brother. I'm choking out right there. They call us Bitalizer if you couldn't tell. Our bit so boss gets attention. Grow a beer, grand bell, make inventions. Don't be jealous of the beardos sitting next to you. All That's all digital. Those screens were blank. That took forever to do. Did the tape them blue or whatever? Uh, no, man. We just rotoed it. Okay. That's a big square. Probably a bit easier. Uh, we just rotoed it. No big deal. <laughs> no, it was a big deal. Quick roto job. No, we got this video wrapped out in four days as far as, uh, what? like, you know. Yeah, it was when you rap shooting to add finished product, yeah, that's fucking nuts. It was, it was. You talking about a tired fat boy right there? We man. were trying to reach the uh, no shave November. There's the mark. dead beard graves. That's where all the dead those beards. are all digital as well. 
because they wouldn't let us get in the grass. Yeah, we couldn't dig holes in their grass. Uh, you know what I mean? It's a museum. I don't know why. Dude, this is a fucking beautiful video. Thank you. Yeah. That's he he's he's super super talented. And when he and I get together and work, it's it's magical. Because I know exactly what I want and he knows how to achieve it. So do you direct it too? I'm kind of we I'm kind of really directing okay. my, my stuff most, but he is a director. Okay. Most of the time, but he does help as far as I go. He's more of a DP on my stuff. Right. And then I say, look, this is what I'm trying to achieve, and then he'll he'll okay. say, this is how we're going to do it. I like composing the scenes and coming up with interesting ways to shoot things. And the you know. color is amazing too. Thank you. Yeah, and and that was back when he, you know, he he's actually grown in his ability to color now. So. That was a sick fucking video. Thank yeah. You. So that's what we do together. You know, when yeah. we're together, it's like the it's a dream team. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. What kind of other videos have you done? Like, who contracts you to do videos mainly? I do a lot of, like, indie artists. Okay. And uh, I actually work with a um, with a director, uh, Hot Key Studios, Blake Heimbach. And okay. he used to be in a band called One Less Reason. And he, okay. he's, like, toured all over. So he's gotten okay. – he has incredible music contacts. And so okay. he's a music video director, and, you know, I'm, I'm his DP. So wow. uh, that's how I get a lot of my work. But then also – I really appreciate what I learned at Full Sail, and I value my time there. I mean, yeah, it's expensive or whatever, but I think what it did was it it cemented what I wanted to do. Because I was a a musician before anything. I was playing on Bill Street in Memphis and stuff at 16 Mm -hmm. years old. But I wasn't wanting to go to school for that and, like, be working in a recording studio, which is funny. What I actually do a lot is in recording studios. Right. But uh, (laughs) it kind of goes, it's full circle. Yeah. Uh, But uh, but basically, I... It's full sale. (laughs) Full sale. Fuck. Yeah. Hundred grand, I would have been cemented in what I was going to do too. After well, that, you have money. to, right? But the yeah. problem is, that's been like what fifteen years ish, and yeah. I just now am starting to make a living, and I've right. had to learn a lot. So, like, I didn't learn to to do what I do there really. Like, I learned the the basics of it and found the love for it. You know, took took the idea to the next step, but it's taken fifteen years yeah. to actually just figure out why a light should be where it should be. Mm. You know, the the concept of of what actually goes into doing it and making it look professional, and then now let's figure out. So I'm in the stage of like, okay, now I know how to do it. Let's play. Let's, you know, let, let's figure out what, it, what it's going to take to actually get to the next step. Yeah. What, pull up something, some commercial you made. A commercial I made? Or whatever, whatever. Oh, man, put me on the spot. Yeah, pull up. We, we, <laughs> we want to see, see what you got. Oh, man. See, I don't like, uh, I'm not very good at, at, I mean, I know quite a bit. I've learned a lot about lighting and stuff from like working on movie sets. But uh, I'm not a fan of doing, I like, I'm a fan of doing like natural Stop. I love natural. Yeah. Um, you, you know, there's no, I mean, I like to take something that's natural and just put an edge on it or just like, just fill it in just a touch on, and just kind of work with what's there. And it just comes out. It, it's styles now are more natural. There's a Chris Stapleton video that I saw the other day. I can't remember the name of it. But it blew me away. Just how natural the lighting felt. And I knew it was, I knew that it was lit, but everything just felt so raw and real. Yeah. Hmm. Let me show you, I want to show you a, a, a commercial that this, this won't get copyrighted. Um, this is a commercial I did like probably ten years ago for uh, I, I entered before I got like any real like big commercial jobs or big work I got a uh, I got I did entered a contest a commercial contest for Land Rover and I won it nice wow and then they paid me and they paid me to actually do a, another real one so like these executives wow from Land Rover flew down from New York no way it was crazy how much did they pay 
They paid me uh, eight grand. <laughs> nice. That's still good, dude. I was like, I was like twenty years that old. That was your budget, or that was, that, my, that was your pay? That was my pay. Congratulations. Yeah, they That's paid. Great. They paid everything. They just paid me. Like, okay, you won. We'll pay you. We'll pay you eight grand to remake the commercial. And you got to tell them. So on top of the eight grand, that was you got to say this is what we need, and they got it. Yeah, but it was it was really like so. I shot the thing on a five D. The original one that won the contest and then so we're like oh we're gonna pay your whole budget to do the, the budget was like 30 grand and nice. uh like pick everything you want so i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna get a fucking red camera i'm gonna get uh <laughs> all these big lights i hired like a uh, a grip company to come out and do all this stuff and it was a shit show i was trying to coordinate the the grip people i was trying to coordinate the camera operator so you needed a producer yeah. and i was trying to recreate it and i just it just it fucking shit the bed wow it was oh, not no. it was nowhere near as good as the original one were they not happy with it? I don't, I don't know. I wasn't happy with it. I think they ended up using it, but it was it was nowhere near as, near as good as the original. Mm. You still got your eight grand. Yep. It's cool that they let you go through that process, though, because in my yeah. head I was thinking was that, they, that, they, that they would bring out their people. It's like, great, we love what you did. Now we're going to do it, but you can kind of guide us. It, I think it, it would have right. been better if they would have said, hey, here's the team we usually use. You just direct Yeah, you direct them. it. Like, yeah, you, you direct that, them. That, that would have that been a better play for them. But I, I think that that's really cool that they allowed you to take those steps. Yeah, no, it was definitely a crazy learning experience. It was one of the most stressful things I've ever done, especially being so young, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. Um here yeah, you now you're just an old man. Here it is. I'd be freaking out now. Brush your teeth in <laughs> less than commercial. 10 seconds with this revolutionary toothbrush. Let them make their money, bro. It was created by... Yeah. <laughs> so it's, a, it's to promote their certified pre-owned warranty. So it's to get people to buy their used cars. You got a good, good-looking dude. He looks like the dude from uh, Supernatural. And the Superman kind of had a baby. Mm-hmm. This car. <laughs> he slapped it. <laughs> Spank me. <laughs> I'm gonna lick you. It's not his car. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, dude. Yeah, man. That's good. No, you killed it, man. No, man. Eh? That's the commercial right yeah. there. Land Rover. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, bro. The tagline was "Know who your car's been with." I love that. You buy a used car. Know who it's been with. You guys aren't familiar. Yeah, Yeah, dude, good good. work on that, man. I thought that was Austin talking. (laughs) Yeah, I thought thought he was jumping in. Like, what the freak, Austin? Shut your mouth back there. I'm going to show off one more to you, real quick. Please, the last one. I swear to God, please. This is one of my favorite commercials I ever did with Hulk Hogan. This is to promote his. Uh, I think I seen the, I saw that girl at uh, coming out of the hotel the other day. Well, there's a bunch of girls that had looked like that here. This is to promote his beach bar restaurant in Tampa that he used to have. <laughs> I noticed that girls around here let their bottom butt cheeks hang out. Nice buns, brother. Thanks. I got them at home. <laughs> the best buns in town, baby. Was that really from the behind? That really no, wasn't no, Jimmy Hart. Right. I, I pray. Yeah, that was his real life. No, nice. He's got a nice one. I'm very confused about things now. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, man. I actually worked on his uh, reality show when I was in That's Tulsa. Awesome. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah. The WWE sneakers. one? Uh, no, it was like the Hogan <laughs> Legends. Uh, no, the, oh, the, Hogan like, knows best. Yeah, it was. It was like the rea- the reality show. And, no um, way. Yeah, man. Uh, I worked for Pink Sneakers Productions on that. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking cool. He should. Man. He should get a reality show. That was like the peak of reality television. Yeah. No. No. That was like a legit reality show. Yeah. 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 He should get a new reality show called Hogan's Heroes. That's that is something, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, I'm it's saying a t- he, it's an old TV show. It's an old yeah. TV show. Yeah, but it wasn't about Hulk Hogan, you know. Right. 
Anyway, do you, so do you, have you had Hulk Hogan in here? I haven't had him on the podcast yet. Are you still in co- connections with him? Yeah, I'm still in connections with him. I don't know if it'd be a good idea to do the podcast or not. I mean, he's, I don't know. It's always, everything's always like a drama in his life. Yeah. Well, that's that's just good for you, good, man. It's good content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It would be great content. I don't think he's. I don't think I've ever seen him on a, another podcast. I don't it, think I've ever seen him on a podcast either. I mean, everyone else has a podcast. Fucking Ric Flair, uh, the Rock, the, not the Rock, Stone Cold has a podcast. Everybody at this table has a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> everybody nowadays does have a podcast. Every, every single fucking and person. it's like, harder. My dog has a podcast. It's harder now than it was back in the day. Instagram page. It's harder to make it like get like viewers. It's hard to get downloads and whatnot yeah, now yeah, than yeah. it was back then because. At least back then, there was a, a niche audience of podcast listeners, and they didn't have much to choose from. Mm-hmm. So they were finding podcasts, and down now it's just a. I mean, there's millions and millions of podcasts. Yeah, it's insane how shit changes. Like when I first started, when I first got introduced to the internet and videos, and like videos like going viral or whatever, it was always just like short skits. You know what I mean? Like shorts, like sketch comedy things mm-hmm. like that, or like YouTube, like prank videos. Like you would yeah. try to come up with the next like funny thing like that, or like remember uh, Niga Higa? Yes, that's yeah. that's the first YouTuber that I ever really? started watching. Yeah, he was like from the cut. He was on the he was like on the very beginning, the the uh, inception of YouTube. You remember him? Uh, yeah. You talked about him, but I don't really uh, like. I, I've seen some things. Whatever happened to him? I've been hounding him on Instagram, just like I did Burt Kreischer. Really? <laughs> yeah, trying to get him on my podcast. Oh, that would be fucking amazing. He won't respond. I don't even know if he runs his account. <laughs> you know, but I still, I leave a comment every time I see it. A post, I go, love to have you on a podcast. You're you're the reason I'm on YouTube. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you were, He was literally a boy. He was younger than me. He was a yeah. kid at the time. He's making these stupid videos in his in his in his uh, parents' house. Yeah. And I just would laugh at him. And I was like, man, we need to do this. We need to broadcast ourselves. that's what it's called youtube broadcast, broadcast yourself. yourself and uh before google it yeah. owned it you know and it, no ads it was just people anybody releasing whatever they thought was cool right they were broadcasting herself so like he kind of put that little spark in me a long time ago i was already a grown man and i was watching this these kids on that sounds weird <laughs> you actually just bring that up yeah that's weird it's weird that you started like you know you're jumping into some, something that's actually controlled mostly by by younger people you know yeah and it, and he was the one that made me go i'm gonna do this i gotta do this you know and then so i'd love to get him on the show i don't know that would be amazing if he, maybe he listens to this uh ryan if you're listening <laughs> um which camera that's that camera i think ryan if you're listening i'd love to have you on my show brother Let's be brothers. <laughs> Ryan? Ryan? Where are you going? Come on, Ryan. Where the fuck are you, Ryan? Ryan. I'm just trying to grow your family. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to adopt more cousins, man. Will you be my cousin? I'll be your cousin. We're, we're really trying. I'm really trying to figure out. Bert Not, had a, we, we can be kissing cousins if you want. Hey, well, it's better than I, wiener cousins. I'm going to yeah, lick you like, you like you had that guy lick that Land Rover. Ooh, you promise? Yeah. Right. Well, it depends on where. But, yeah. <laughs> Jared will... Take up my slack for other places. Oh, no problem, yeah. This is a guy who will eat anything. Will you eat anything? I won't eat anything. Really? What's the craziest thing you've ever eaten? The craziest thing I've ever eaten? I mean, the most nuts thing. Oh, fuck. Um, probably a heart. You ate a heart? I ate a heart of a cow. Of... Like a cobra heart? No, not cobra heart. Probably. <laughs> I think it was a cow heart. I ate a part of a cow heart. Yeah. How was it? Not very good. I don't think it was that what, good. Was it raw? No, it wasn't raw. It was cooked. Where 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 do they sell this at? You can get it at butcher shops. Yeah, you can get it at butcher shops. Really? Yeah, of course. There is this. Uh, you ever heard of a uh, Kopi Luwak no. coffee? 
Kopi Lewick? Kopi Lewick. No. This is a coffee that what happens is there's this weird cat out in the wild, and it uh, it eats coffee beans, mm-hmm. and then it poops them out. What? Then they take the turd. I've heard of this. And they get the beans out, and then they make coffee out of it. It balances the flavor. I have that coffee. We're doing that on our podcast. We're going to taste test this coffee, this poop coffee. So excited to drink it. It's very expensive. It's the most expensive. Co- I paid this little bitty pouch. I paid 60 bucks what? for this tiny pouch of coffee. How many cups do you get out of that? It looks like it looks like maybe I don't know two. Because what if it's amazing and we just want to keep drinking it? Then fork over some money and get it, some more. What does okay. it do to you? Does it get you like super no, no, fucking jacked no, on caffeine? It's not even about that. It's about the flavor. It's, it's, it's supposed to be about the flavor. I don't know. And they just but, harvest cat shit. Yeah. I mean, who who figured this out? Right? Who who goes? Ah, turd. No, someone was like, "Crappy ate all the coffee." Well, no, no, <laughs> the beans are still here. The beans are still here. <laughs> like, how do you figure out that you can still? That this is going to taste good, and why? Why does it taste different? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyway, we're trying it. Of course, so yeah. we're going to report back. I can't I wait to see that. that. Where did you buy it from? Amazon. Silk Road. Oh, Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. No, it's not illegal. <laughs> it's not illegal. <laughs> Sounds illegal. It does. <laughs> he thought it was black market stuff. Hey, Let me tell what, you what we found. What was that website you just called off, bro? Silk Road. Is that your is that your black market website you started? <laughs> yeah, Silk Road. No, man, that's where you can buy drugs and crazy shit on the not internet. Not really. The FBI. If you go there now, I think it says like seized by the FBI. <laughs> if you, you go learned try that to buy from Bozak, didn't you? <laughs> no, I actually but, knew about that before Bozak, but Bozak knew all about it. I'm sure he did. did. I see. You see who else does you over need, here? You need. Do you have to pay for that coffee with Bitcoin? <laughs> that was uh litecoin litecoin yeah <laughs> no uh paid for it with real money okay amazon points well i can't wait to fucking see you try that <laughs> 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 paid for it with real money amazon how points. do you say it again the name of the coffee kopi luak kopi luak yeah okay it's the one with the big cat on it okay all right i'm gonna try that are you gonna try it i'm gonna try it man i wish you were closer you could come try it with us and on, on our show how far is it from did you drive here i drove here how long did it take you 10 hours 10 hours that's not yeah. that bad it's not that bad if you want to come up and, and i do want to come up there come up and be on we'll, we'll schedule that show because it's it's not it's like we'll have you as a guest and my friend shot a documentary uh in uh tennessee i forget the name of the town but the name of the documentary it won tribeca film festival it's called oxiana have you heard of it Mm-mm. i think that it's a town. It's an old coal mining town where everyone's addicted to oxys. Everyone's addicted to heroin. <laughs> was the it was the movie poster uh, uh, like a, a pink neon pink on the front or no? No, no, that ain't it. Then there was a movie that came out of Memphis that was you know what I'm talking about. Mm-mm. Okay, never mind. Anyways. It don't matter. He don't know movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get the same content. You know what a movie is? Uh, yeah, I think so. You've ever heard of po- one? I know what a podcast is. Yeah, you should try to look up some movies. <laughs> All right, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know what you think about movies when the next oh, time we talk. Oh fuck! I don't want to take up the rest of your day here. No, I appreciate it. Man. I don't we, know we, how we're, long. We're about two and a half hours in. I don't know how long your podcast how, goes. I don't know how much longer you guys are staying in Florida, but I don't want to keep you here for the rest of the now, time. You ain't bothering us. I'm talking about you. Your time is – we we can talk forever, dude. I think we uh, – You got to cut us off. I think we did a pretty good – we covered a lot of shit. This was, a, this was a great fucking podcast. Man, I enjoyed it. I, I, I always enjoy it because, you know, I like to hear myself talk. Yeah, I like to hear you talk too. You have, <laughs> Do a, you? You have a beautiful voice. You mean to send you some – Serenade uh, me. You make your voice memo? Serenade me one more time. You mean to make your voice memo and say, Marissa, I love you. <laughs> Hey, hey, uh, send this to your girlfriend, Austin. (laughs) Right? Oh, yeah. You remember that from Howard Stern? (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen seen a private parts, Austin? Sibian? 
You remember what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. When he tells that girl to sit on the speaker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that weird? He's like, go ahead, sit on the speaker. And he sits there. Yeah, he does exactly. <laughs> she's like having an orgasm right there on the radio live. And you, and that really happened in real life. And yeah. you're like, this is strange, Marissa man. Marissa would definitely do something like that. <laughs> she would, if we had a Sibian, Marissa would be on the Sibian. Oh, wow. What's a Sibian? You don't know what a Sibian is? You don't know what Roadhouse is. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. You had that locked and loaded, yeah, I was didn't waiting. you? <laughs> I, was waiting. I was waiting for CJ. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. You had that locked Roadhouse. and fucking loaded. The Sibian's like a uh, it's like a saddle type thing with like little knobs on it that the girls get naked and they sit on it. And, it fucking, and they have a remote control that makes it vibrate. And they sit on it and they ride it like a saddle. It's not, it's not like now, a why did you say it as if everybody knows what this is? I thought Did everybody you know knew what this was. I didn't know what it was, but I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a Sibian in your house, bro. I, I didn't know the brand name. We I was all like, have them down here. He, he, threw it, he, he threw it out like, bro, you don't have a Peloton? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the most common thing ever. It's like a couch in your house. He's like, hey, mom, mom's like, hey, mom's. Hey, did you get the Sibian cleaned? Uh, hey, uh, go clean the Sibian. It's it's dirty. It's filthy, Marty. It's better if you don't clean it. All right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll download Roadhouse and you go buy a Sibian. All right. I'm when you come to the show, we're gonna test out two things: poop coffee and Sibians. <laughs> well, I'll bring Marissa. I'll bring, I'm gonna bring Austin and Marissa with me too. So. Yes. Excellent. So we'll get her on the Sibian. Yeah, we're we'll also on doing uh, on that show. We're doing uh, again. That's the Marty Ray Project chats. Yep. Um, we're also gonna test out my buddy, who's the host, the co-host of it, Chris Wallen. He's actually a hit songwriter. Country songs you probably wouldn't know much about. Um, we're actually te- he thinks that uh, you you like White Castle, or do y'all have a White Castle here? White Castle's all right. Yeah, no, we don't have a White Castle here, where you can buy them frozen. Okay, well that's not. Are there crystal here? I've been to no. There's no crystal here. Wow, I've been to White y'all Castle. Have no slider sandwiches. No, here, huh? no. But y'all got some good burgers. But I've though. I've had Crystal and White Castle on road trips up north before. Which one better? I don't remember. I was so young. <laughs> yeah, you could care less, probably. I know. Yeah, you you going off of a frozen box of White Castle. I like Bojangles. <clears throat> okay. Ch- <laughs> chicken biscuit, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure, that's good. Yeah, good tea. I mean, you ain't going to get me to argue about any food. Okay. Right? <laughs> like, I, I like Bojangles, too. But anyway, my buddy thinks that Crystal is better. Th- you know, you say Crystal. So I repeated you, but we've always called it Crystals. I think White Castle is known to be better than Crystal. You know, it's the first fast food restaurant of all time. Really? Yeah. I proved this to him. He didn't believe me a uh, long time ago. And, and I don't know if he remembers, but he, he went and looked it up. He Googled me. And it's true. Google it, whoever's listening or watching. <laughs> Fat, that's the first one ever. And they're, they're still, unless they just recently changed, family-owned. They never, they never franchised. That's why they've never been all over the place like well, McDonald's. In Florida. Right. And that they're not even in Memphis. No. Yeah. So I I couldn't get White Castle. Where the hell are they? Nashville. Nashville. Only Nashville. No, there are other places, but okay. they're just speckled. Oh, okay. You know, they're not like it's not even like Crystal, and definitely <laughs> not, not McDonald's. But anyway, we're doing we're doing a, a blind taste test of that. That's gonna be great. We're doing the uh, to see if I can tell because it's really about me because I told him I said White Castle's superior. To Crystal, so we're going to blind taste test it. We did that with the Whopper, the Impossible Whopper. You ever had this? No. This piece no. of crap. Do you eat Whoppers? <laughs> I don't fuck with Burger King, bro. No, I don't like Burger King. Well, if you ever do, don't do the Impossible okay. Whopper because it is not possible. They're right. If you it's have a vegetarian friend Whopper. that you hate, give that to them. We pull this thing out, and they're like, what, what it is is we the, the producer, 
he gets plates and he puts A and B on them, right? Okay. So we don't know which burger's which. But immediately when I open A, I think it was A. Was it A? It was A. When I open A, I smell this chemical type weird smell. I'm like, I can tell you right now which one of these is a fake burger. And without even taking a bite, it's this one. So then I took a bite and it was it was the most atrocious thing ever. Was it really? Yeah, and you have all these people saying, making videos, you can't tell the difference. And I'm going, what if kind of freaking meat are y'all eating? If you're if you're a vegetarian and you haven't eaten meat in forever, I will say that the texture's pretty there. It just tastes like chemically like um, liquid smoke, if you've ever Ooh. put that in something. Anyways, but if you don't eat meat. Here's what I think they did with it. It tastes like if a cat ate it. <laughs> Shit, yeah. And, yeah. But it didn't make it better. Like and then they said, they picked those, ah. Patty it out. Impossible Whopper. That's what it tastes That's like. fucking you, awful. You know, yeah. you know with that coffee, Marty, I just thought that we should, uh, you know, because another one we wanted to do is uh, if you could tell the difference between uh, Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, yeah. I hate Starbucks. So like, I hate Starbucks. Oh, bro. So we need to do the cat My man. The, the cat he's shit he's a freaking fangirl of Starbucks. Really? I think I think that the, co- the I like actually like, you know, mom and pop small. Like, you yeah. know. Uh, I'm so glad that I yeah. have somebody. I think Starbucks gets closer to the to the flavor. The best co- My favorite coffee, I mean, Dunkin' Donuts is okay. My favorite coffee, fast food, is McDonald's coffee. Really? Yeah. I've never tried McDonald's really? coffee. Really? Uh, I get large black coffee from McDonald's with cream and whatever you like in it, but McDonald's, the coffee, the flavor is so consistent through every, it's never different. Right. And it's always good. My favorite coffee is, <clears throat> uh, as far as getting it from a store, what's your favorite coffee you get from, from a store? Uh, I like the stuff, I forget what it's called, it comes in the big uh, yellow can it's called, uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. Is you it buy the, it at Publix, it's, it's a round yellow can, like a tin can. Is it the espresso, like the instant coffee like that? No, okay. no, no. He don't do instant coffee. Look at this. Yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah. <clears throat> I, I was thinking what, of the yellow that's, can. That's some kind of coffee thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't even pay attention to what the fucking brand is, but I always buy the yellow container. Have you ever tried Community? No. The big red pouch? The big. You, you try Community coffee? Yeah. I love Community coffee. I don't know why. Where'd you get it? I think you can get it anywhere. Really? It's not like a it's not like a bougie brand or nothing. You should be able to get okay. it at Albertsons. Yeah, but I love that coffee. Albertsons. <laughs> what is that? You guys have Albertsons? No, I just I just oh. used to live here. He's from here. He's oh, trying okay. to he's throwing out the language, you know, the lingo. Well, I, did, I thought I didn't say Kroger. I don't know if they have Kroger here. No, there's That's no true. there's no Albertsons here anymore either. Oh, are those gone? Those are gone. That those shows how long it's been gone. since I've been here. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just bro just just went broke. Yeah, they went fucking all belly up. It's all Publix now. Wow. Why you got to say belly, dude? <laughs> There's a bunch of belly on this side of the table, my friend. Yeah, There's a lot of belly over here if you be saying belly. I learned, that from a, I learned that from a real estate guy who weighs like 400 pounds, a uh, Jewish guy from New York, and he talk, whenever he talks about anything that goes out of business, he always says belly up. I just belly up. Yeah. That from him. yeah. He would know. Yeah, he would know. He sleeps belly up. He's a fat fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I am, too, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, man. I'm at the end of my liquid death. All right, guys. How long does it take you to die? Uh, you don't die. You, what you do is you That's murder, the treat. Your, you murder your thirst. So you, I will say this, you kill, you murdered your thirst. I will say this about this liquid death. Um, I would have never tried this just because of the name. I thought, I actually thought this was alcohol. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Everyone thinks it's alcohol. My buddy, who's also been on my podcast. You ever seen the show? Uh, Bert drinks that shit. Does he? Yeah. Have you ever seen the show on Netflix uh, called, uh, Slobby's world? No. I forgot. You don't watch TV. Uh, all you do is sitting here and do a podcast. I forget. <laughs> when we're done, he's got somebody else coming. He's like, you're back. Anyway, he was on my podcast, too. His name's uh, Robbie. And uh, 
he must be sponsored by these people because he's always posting stuff about them as well. Yeah. And uh, I saw it, and the whole time I thought it was alcohol. When you pulled it out, I was like, that sounded weird too when he pulled it out. Yeah. If nobody, if so whoever's just listening, I'm saying when he pulled out. When he whipped it out. The liquid, <laughs> liquid death. <laughs> there, uh, that, that company has the most genius marketing out of any company I've seen that I can remember. Their commercials are fucking fantastic. Well, They're I'll tell you so the, funny. The most genius marketing was Starbucks. That's why they're so nice. If you remember, what did Starbucks do? Like, what did they do? Think about this. This is genius. What is their fucking logo, anyways? It's like a mermaid. It's some kind of demon mermaid. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, it is. It's some kind of demon sex god. Anyway, the point is this. Here's the marketing, though. This is is actually genius. They said, what we're going to do is we're going to, first of all, we're going to write your name on your cup. Whatever you say, though, we'll write. So so how many people were saying, we're going to say, we're going to say, uh, uh, I'm going to say, uh, stupid little whore. (laughs) I'm going to say that. And they would go, okay, stupid little whore. And so then they would take pictures of that and post it all over. Like, here's our Starbucks coffee. And then that was, people were doing that. And they were taking pictures because it was funny. So then what did that do? That, that that brainwashed people. So then you start seeing things that you don't really notice. Like, you remember the, I keep talking about movies. He don't know. You ever seen the movie Zoolander? I've seen Zoolander. (laughs) Zoolander, right? You remember the, uh, the scene where, um, the the man models are in the dorm, and then they go, uh, what did they say? Dubba, dubba, mocha, frappuccino. What are they? Right. And then they, jitterbug, jitterbug. And then they're going, they're in the jitterbug. Jang, jang, got to my brain. That's a great montage. They're drinking Starbucks, right? As they're driving. Wake me up before you. And they get to the gas station. This is crazy. They get to the gas station. It explodes. The last thing you see is this Starbucks cup going bam, logo right in the center frame of the screen. People don't really notice it because it's so quick. But I noticed it. I said, How much did they pay? It was intentional? 100% intentional. Totally probably. Now go watch the scene. At the end of it, when you go, you don't even know, you'll notice it now. But most people, it's just, you see that that cup goes, Mm -hmm. it's that that, that logo hits you dead center. Mm. Right? There's no way it's not intentional. They had to make that's that's digital, so they right. they made that cup do that. Right. So then that all that happened. Then the, the celebrities, all it was, that was the celebrity coffee. That's that that's really one of the reasons I hate it because mm-hmm. I'm like that. You just like it because they told you to like it. Mm-hmm. Like that's the way people. That's why a lot of people are today because it's it's a the the cool place to get coffee. Right. Right. You know what I mean, all they're doing. He is right though. They're just mimicking, trying to mimic local coffee shops. They're trying to act like they're a local coffee shop. Right. So they kind of got that little atmosphere. And then they try to claim that they're the ones, they're, they're the, the the fathers of it or, the, or queens of it or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everybody else is copying them, but that's not the truth. They're just copying the local. That's how the feeling was. Is this not true? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I see what mm-hmm. you're trying to say, but I still just think that they're they're. they're he's their getting product. a little heated. I'm about to get really angry. I'm about to knock this shit out. Get this out of here. No, I just, I just ah! think the quality is better and the, and the flavors. I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's though. just it's too complicated for me. It's just too hard to get a coffee from there. Like, I just like I just like basic coffee. Like, whenever I have to go there to get my wife a coffee, it's there. she has to send me, like, this two-page long text yeah. of what it's called with this, 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 substitute this for this. Right. Stupid. Too, then too they can't just say large. Oh no! You can't like, say what large. Kind of, what kind of grande? What, yeah, what kind of daggum satanic code are you having to read <laughs> <laughs> to order your coffee? It's like I'll take a vinte latte, and you're saying these weird words, and they're like, "I got him." 
There's an app with photos now, Marty. You just tap it. <laughs> is there? <laughs> One thing I do fuck with at Starbucks, though, I, I now just thought of it, is their hot chocolate. I like their hot chocolate. I've never there. had it. I'll go there for their hot chocolate. That's it. Never had that. The it's only good. thing I've ever had from there, my wife used to go there a lot back in the day, and the only thing I would ever get was the black tea, mm. which is which was good. Is it? But it wasn't like southern sweet tea or nothing. But since she was there, I would get a black sweet tea and a scone. 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 Can't go wrong with a scone. Scone, bruh. Cool. That's a great way to end this fucker. Yeah, it was we scone. three hours. Tell hey. everyone where they can follow you and find all your music and, and everything else. Oh, we're not done. Okay. No. <laughs> Let's keep going. At Marty Ray Project, everywhere. Please listen to the original music. Give it a shot. I love all of you. The Marty Ray Project Chats is the podcast. You can hear it wherever you hear podcasts. And please rate and review like you hopefully are doing with this one. You ask people to rate and review your podcast? Yeah, will you rate and review this one? I hundred percent will. What do you give it? This one, on my show, yeah, a thirteen star. Woohoo! You know what I mean? It's weird you went thirteen. Cha ching! You know, you know why I said thirteen? Because most people are scared of thirteen. I'm not superstitious, so I choose. Mm. Like I, I really want to put thirteen songs on my new album just to show people. I don't freaking give a. I don't care about that. And that's why all this Illuminati stuff's around, and people are going to be thinking Marty put that thirteen on there. I know. You know what? You know what's funny? <laughs> this is real quick, and, I, and I'll let you go. Like like I'm like yeah, he's my guest. <laughs> he, you're my guest now. I'm, I'm Real quick, I'll guest. let you get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I am your guest. The uh, the 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 album. I was. I want to call it three. I wanted it to be titled three. Right, <clears throat> Dale Earnhardt. No, because it's my third full album. Okay, I got three albums, but the first one's an EP. So I wanted to call this one three, and the number three 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 is a number for completion. Right. And that's even scriptural. That's even in the Bible. So I did the on the album cover. I made this this uh, image where it, it's got this little stamp, and on the stamp it says T H R three 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 for three, right? And I posted this, and I was like, "What do y'all think about this thing?" They go, "Man, I was hoping you wouldn't join the Illuminati." <laughs> I was like, "What?" They was like, "Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't become a Satanist." I was like, what the, f- I'm the furthest thing from that. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? They're like, you got all these threes, man. I'm like. The 666 is this number. This right. Yeah. And then somebody said, and then somebody said, that's half a 666, bro. I was like, well, okay. Wow. <laughs> what does that mean? What the fuck is 666 half of? So what, what is 121212 then? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm but anyway, so then I just said, you know what? I'm taking that off. It's too confusing. Yeah. So it's just going to be a, a, a self-titled album at this point. Okay. Anyway. I love it. And I want Jared to be able to say he's got a podcast called Tour Stories. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, I can give you all my deets if you want. Yeah. Give, yeah. yeah give us all everything. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at CheckTheGate, on Twitter at Jared B. Callen, and uh, both my podcast Tour Stories and The Movie Crew on Apple Podcasts. And one more person, CJ Wilder. Yep. He's a phenomenal artist. Here, here. Here you go, buddy. Give us the deets. You can find me on Instagram at, at the CJ Wilder. You can find me on Facebook at BNACJ Wilder, and I think my Twitter is just CJ Wilder. Please Look, like and subscribe. You see how often he doesn't plug himself? He goes, I think my Twitter's something. You got to have it in the can, man. Yeah. Marty, what's your OnlyFans? Um, MartyRayDoesThings.com. OnlyFans.com. Yeah, is that how it goes? Yeah. Do you have an OnlyFans? You look like a guy who would have an no, OnlyFans. No, I don't have a fucking OnlyFans. <laughs> you know what? You know Sandlot? Yeah. Do you ever get compared to anybody on Sandlot? No, I get compared to uh, Napoleon Dynamite and Michael Sarah. I don't Michael see Sarah. that. You see what I'm saying, though? Sandlot? Sandlot guy. 
You talking about the the main dude? No. Wait, wait who, who are you talking about on the yeah. sandlot? Not the catcher, but the no. The, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. He's the coolest it. character in the whole thing. What's his freaking name? Shoot. I don't know. Freaking name. It's the glasses. Alfalfa. No. No, it's not. Have you seen Sandlot? Yes. Austin, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't know. What is his name? It's not Smalls. It's Benny. No, it's not Benny. (laughs) It's. What the fuck are we talking about? It's this kid right here. I don't know. There he is. Oh, Squints. 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 I have heard that. Squints. You've heard that, haven't you? I have you? heard that. Yeah. Someone has called me Squints before. There you I go. I don't know if that's a compliment now that you know that I know who you're talking about. But but he does have the best part. I didn't there. say he it was goes, a compliment. He goes, well, it definitely <laughs> but I, wasn't a compliment. I wasn't trying to tear him down. He's he's better looking than Forever. Squints. Forever. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> he, could, he, he could call me whoever he wants to call me. Fat Albert. I don't give a freak. <laughs> this guy's not sensitive. <laughs> he's a podcast guy. He's not sensitive. I'm sure. I hope. Yeah, I don't. Mean, thanks for the liquid death. You're welcome. Anytime, man. <laughs> Thank you for coming time. down here, all the way down here. We came to Florida. Out all the way just for you. I appreciate that, man. And it, but it, you know, it turned into something really, really amazing. So. It did. I think we. Thank, thank you for having us. We formed a really strong bond here. Yes, sir. And I hope we can do it again. That was a weird handshake. We're gonna do that again because you kind of. He, he shook my hand like oh, this. He, he, Get this he, on the he, camera. He's too he goes, fast. He's too he goes fast. Like this, he grabs right, it. Let's, let's go. Let's do it again. Got a meat. There we go. Oh, and look at these hands, man. Yeah. You got some big old, I got some big hands. Yeah, right. I got little baby hands. <laughs> some massive. I got little typewriter hands. This man's got hands like a gorilla, and he's, he's the size <laughs> no, of squints. You've got meaty hands, and he's got like bigger hands. You know? I got these big old sausage fingers. Sausage literally. fingers. Yeah, mine are, I got bony fingers. Yeah. Hey, before I go, though, what is the, we, we're trying to find some really good dessert. I thought you were going to say strip club. No, well, no, that, you just turned a corner, bro. <laughs> Those are <laughs> everywhere. Oh, man. In Tampa, where's the some whiskey. good dessert? Good dessert? Yeah. You don't eat dessert. This man doesn't eat dessert. He doesn't watch what movies. What kind of dessert? Care. What kind of dessert? I don't give a freak. What kind of dessert do you eat? <laughs> like like an ice cream shop? Uh, never mind on the dessert. What's the best? <laughs> What's the best? I don't, I've never had anybody ask me, where's the best dessert? What's do you eat dessert? There's a place, there's a really fancy restaurant in Tampa that has, like, this crazy, extravagant, like, dessert room. See? No See, now you're talking. Now we're talking. But this is, like, a high-class We place. don't care about that. What are you saying? You guys yeah, don't, what look, are like you you saying you guys don't look like you make reservations no, for no, steakhouses. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, you're a tow truck driver. Yeah. You're not going to this place. If you want to go to, like, a fancy steakhouse that has a fucking dessert room that yes. looks like it's from a cabaret movie, it's yes. called, it's called, uh, oh, no. Uh, Burns. Burns. Burns Steakhouse in Tampa. Yeah. Burns, no nice. money. You been there? I've been there a couple times. Yeah, it's really Do you have good. to dress up to yeah. go there? Yeah, you got to dress up, I think. Son of a... God. Maybe not. Maybe not. I call him and ask him. Call him and make a reservation. I'm going to call him. They don't open until 5. Mm. Well, shoot. But it's the best dessert place. That's hmm. like fancy dessert you're going to get in Tampa, I think. Okay. As far as I know. What about food-wise? What's your, what's your forte in food? I like my favorite... One of my favorite food places... Do you guys like Cuban food? Or you guys, you guys like, I like Cuban sandwiches, but he, he likes... He there's likes a place food. called La Terracita in Tampa. It's fucking... It's right <clears> around <throat> the corner from, like, Strip Club Alley, where, like, Mons Venus and all those, like, famous strip clubs where are. Where our hotel is. <clears throat> yeah. It's called, it's called La Terracita. It's, like, a little, like, diner, mom and pop, like, back alley-looking place, and there's all run by... No one speaks English in there, and it's open 24-7 on the weekends, and they have the best fucking like rice and beans and pork and Cuban sandwiches and isn't Cuban isn't a lot of that food hot though like spicy? No, no, not really. It's not no? spicy. No, no, 
No. Okay, so Cuban's your favorite and they, food. And they have, fuck, I mean, they have the best uh, Cuban coffee. They have, uh, you can get, like, I don't know, everything there is delicious. I nice. really hi, highly recommend La Terracita. That was called La Terracita. Yeah, La Terracita. We might go eat there now. That place is great. I wish I could go there with you guys. Feel free. That place is fucking delicious. I Come got on. too much shit to do. I can't. I forgot you got another podcast. It's so far, Tampa's so fucking far. Yeah. Well, you're the only person that says that. Everybody else is like, oh, this is right down here. Like, like Tyler, right? When he booked yeah. me here, I said, well, how far is that from Tampa? He goes, oh, it's right down the road. And I was like, really? Well, he's trying to convince you to come do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, no, <laughs> oh, it's did. nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it didn't he's matter. Like, yeah. and I was like, but then it comes out, it's like 45 minutes. Oh. It's fucking, it's a, it's a drive. It's out here. You it out is. here. Oh, yeah, we're out here. Yeah, we're out, out here. here on the, on the beach. It takes longer in Florida to get to places than it does back in Tennessee. I know. It's, it's so the same, many the same, people same here, distance, bro. But, insane. like, it's just, like, it takes, like, forever. There's so I don't much like traffic that. here. It's crazy. It's like fucking L.A. This yeah. is literally, like, L.A. traffic or Miami traffic Have here. you been to L.A.? Yeah. I hate L.A. I hate it, too. I can't stand L.A. I hate, I hate the traffic here. I don't hate this area. I hate the traffic. Of all coastal city, all coastal cities, I hate the traffic and the uh, uh, architecture. I don't like it. Mm. You know, I'm more of a brick and mortar type thing. Yeah, that's my that's what I like. Cause I'm from Tennessee and Arkansas, mm. that area. So mm. all here in in L. A. It's all stucco, like a lot of stucco stuff, and they're all wood frame houses. It's crazy. All those fires over there, and everything's made of wood. <laughs> yeah, right. We, I just I was just there like a couple weeks ago, and we were driving <laughs> driving across through on the highway like towards the beach in uh in Santa and uh whatever right by the airport Santa Monica, and there's a fucking just casual fire burning on the side <laughs> of the road like flaming up the side <laughs> of the interstate like ten feet high. Wow, a and casual one. It's just a casual fire. People cars just going around it, and uh, huh. and and. You can see like two blocks away. There's all these apartment buildings being built wood frame. Just all wood yeah. apartment buildings. I'm like, wow, right. it's crazy. Well, I mean, I don't know what else they're going to build it with. I mean, metal, but metal, metal studs, but that's very expensive. Concrete block? I mean, is that, I guess it's too expensive, but. Oh, you talking about like cinder block buildings? Yeah, like block. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's true. I didn't think about that. There it's are. It's cheaper to build it wo- to frame but, them out with wood instead of cinder blocks. But, people, but even on the inside, you still got to frame it with wood. Right, right, right. But when the, the whole structure's up. wood, I mean, I don't know. It seems like it catch fire easily. You might be right. I don't know. Well, let's test it. Let's test it. Let's you know, go. Building wing burn. Let's go build a house. <laughs> no, we, well, there's plenty of houses already built. You want to you want to set some some buildings on fire? Yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Right now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, forget about the stuff I got to do. All right. Uh, all right, thanks guys. Thank All you. right, brother. Adios. Cheers.